The Pentagon has spent decades studying these otherworldly remains in order to build more technologically advanced weapons systems. Okay, that's what the former intel officer revealed, and it was clear he was telling the truth. In other words, UFOs are actually real, and apparently so is extraterrestrial life. Now we know. Uh, the UAP task force was refused access to um, a broad crash retrieval program. When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft if you will, non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science aims to communicate historic events and forward-thinking ideas through motion picture and includes you on ongoing scientific discovery and build an exotic craft with an energy source that can revolutionize the world. If anyone would know about aliens on Earth, it would probably be me. Folks, and welcome to a back engineered evening of Alien and Eight. It is a back engineered evening because we're gonna we're gonna talk some, some bullshit, you know. We're gonna pull some things right out of his assholes and put it out there for you. Um I, I know nothing about back engineer back engineering craft. Um and neither I don't it really Nick, do you know about back engineering craft? Welcome to the show, Nick, by the way. Um, I think I've seen one. I think so. Um, a triangle craft of some sort. Um, won't say if it was alien or not. Um, but yeah, we shall uh, discuss further into it. But I don't know, Ollie. I have no idea. <laughs> also, we've got are aliens, visiting, are aliens visiting this planet though? This is the thing. You know, are the aliens back engineered? Are the alien? You know, exactly. Yeah. Uh, also, we got Scott Brown um, coming on the show at some point. He always runs fashionably late. It's, it's his. It's his thing. I respect. A bit like a, you know, the the bride at a wedding. <laughs> always fashionably late. Fashionable. Fashionable. I cannot speak tonight. I've only had two beers to try and get rid of this cold, and, and, and I'm stuttering like a a Stanley. How about Joe Biden? Uh, Joe Biden. <laughs> not, that, not that bad yet, no. The, it's, it is weird, though, like, when now we've all the... We, we've heard from Grush, we've heard from Fravor, we've heard from Graves. Um, you know, everybody's putting their thoughts out on this. 
and you keep hearing on podcasts over and I think we've said on this podcast that they're ours. You know, these these things that the, the, they are seeing is actually ours and it's not alien tech. Mm. But is it just that we're just crazy, clever motherfuckers that can think shit up? Or is it that we've got it from somewhere? Mm. That is the main uh, hypothesis for the ufology is that it comes from aliens. And we back engineered the craft, supposedly captured craft. I mean, this would be going to like Bob Bazaar sort of territory. But through my research that I've done, especially with the Nazi flying saucer aspect. And yeah, can I just say, everybody, Nick has a channel. It is in the description below. He's just actually purchased a microphone that shines like a lightsaber. Uh, <laughs> And he's gonna be uh, he's he's gonna be going serious with this very soon. He's getting it all put together. Um, if you haven't seen the uh, the first interview that we did with Nick about the Nazi flying saucers, it's a, it's a whopper. Go check it out. Sorry, Nick, Nick, to interrupt. But I just wanted to, people to go and check your your uh, channel out, which is in the description. Go subscribe, people. That's all right. I appreciate, it, mate. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, I. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I'm a bit like Lee when it comes to aliens visiting this planet. I don't really see any evidence whatsoever, personally. I think what the military has isn't necessarily extraterrestrial. It's, I think the human race is quite bright, but we're not allowed to see that side. I think the military has technology that is far beyond of what we can capable of actually thinking personally um whether or not that's flying saucers or aircraft or energy weapons you never you never know but personally i think humans built it but there's only one side of the story when it comes to ufology is oh it's definitely extraterrestrial and i just don't see any evidence for it personally i mean what's your what's your theory on it ollie what's uh well we we said this I can't, oh, last night on Rockfin. Um, we said a lot last night on Rockfin. Um, but the there's one thing that stands out is the alien grey face. You know, yeah. Everybody talks about that thing now. Is that all? Is it because they've all watched Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Yeah. Or, 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 or is it? Is it a little bit deeper than that? Because if you look back, we did a show about it. I think I may still have the picture somewhere. Is that the one with the big head that looks really frightening? That's the one, yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh, terrible. So, so for me, we've, we've been, these things have been about for a long time. Mm. People, people, people have, have spoke about them whether that is alien demon whatever mm. personally i with the alien i mean the typical gray you know with the big heads you know the cynical body and everything ugh, that goes with it i i think that was more popularized during the betty and barney hill abduction honestly 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 guys i don't know anything about alien abduction i haven't really looked into it i'm really skeptical when it comes to that but i you're more about the nuts and bolts aren't you yeah, this is it. I'd, 
I, I venture into it, but the thing is, there's not a lot of evidence to go by. This is why I don't really look into it. But I believe the typical grey alien uh, came from Betty and Barney Hill, from what they describe. But Betty and Barney Hill, I think it was Barney, describes witnessing Nancy's when he was abducted. Do you know about that? He said he saw um, a few, a couple of SS, what he says were Nazi officers when he was being abducted. This is during his. Um, I think I remember hearing this. Yes. Uh, when it was when they were being hypnotized or something. I don't quote me on this. It's, it's like a vague memory, but but I clearly remember him saying that he saw these what he would describe as Nazi officers when he was being abducted. I mean, I know a I lot of people know. don't take him seriously, but Stephen Greer has also said that. Stephen Greer has also said that some of these crafts that are, are abducting people are ours mm. and they are just, they're doing shit. Yeah. You know? I mean, if you could look at like technology, I mean, look at the, the accelerator, the particle accelerator. That is just crazy stuff to develop. Mind blowing. I mean, Dave talked about a couple of times, um, you know, he lives next to, was it that's something that deals with portals i can't don't quote he, me on that he, he, yeah he, I, I can't say what he lives next to because that we went there and that and that yeah, will give the dave doesn't want anybody knowing where he lives um uh, but that's, yeah that's it, cool. it, it is a um um it's a lab but what where what's shit it, gets it, done yeah but what sort of shit though can you say? I actually don't know the type of shit that gets done it's, there. I'm pretty sure Dave mentioned something about Stargate portal sort of technology or opening. So I know that a lot of people that work there, they, they, one, they have quite a bit of money. Uh, two, mm. like one of the night, the last night we 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 went out, um, and Dave said, I guarantee you're going to see UFOs. He said that before we went to the States. He says, you will see UFOs. Lee was ill. Um, sod's law. So no one else can back it up other than me and Dave and Dave's mates. But we all looked up. Mm. Dave gave us night vision goggles. And we, sure enough, we saw UFOs. Now, whether they were coming from the... Uh, the uh, the lab i don't know they, they i mean they looked like they were just, it looked like they were they were too high to come from the lab um right but, but what do i know was it was it balls of what was what was you see it, 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 it literally just balls of light with no flashing um lights right. just just a okay. solid ball of light that's all mm. you could see a, that's a, interesting a, a fucking dot a dot because one of our neighbors here, he's he's, in, he's seen UFOs and he witnessed um, a huge ball that was in the ground. I had to get his, his story from um, when I next time see him. But he was certainly convinced uh, these balls. It's weird that I've come to the mindset going off the sort of back engineer technology. I think some of these balls of light that we see is more or less spiritual dimensional. Does that make sense? I think that's interesting. Yeah. Because I know Grosh talked about it. These were almost like spiritual <laughs> entities from a, a different dimension. I know it sounded a bit ooky spooky. Um, that's been spoken I'm about quite, to... quite a bit, though. He, 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 you know, Carl Bell's mentioned that's one of the possibilities. Yeah. I mean, love yeah. him or hate him, he, he, he puts he puts his cards on the table. Yeah. 
And if Corbell, if you listen, then come onto the show. I'd love to interview you. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> don't think you can be like uh, talking down to. But yeah, I'd love to speak to the guy. Um, I would never speak down what, to anybody. What? I mean, no, no, I never know. But he gets a lot of shit, though. You know, he gets a lot of shit, though. I have to admit. Um, but going off that, could you remember seeing on the internet these like squibbly worms in yes. the sky? Was that ever debunked? Well. I don't know if you've ever tried to... So I tried to film some of those UFOs that we saw at Dave's and they were squiggly worms. Because when you, they, hold, when you hold your camera up and yeah. you try to take a picture of something that's that's quite far out with with the... What is it? The, I, I know nothing about cameras, but the, the, the lens shutter speed on a normal smartphone, yeah, it creates yeah. that kind of... Squiggly worm thing. So I think that's what a lot of those squiggly worm things could be, is shutter speed. Could business come from I'm the satellite? No, I'm no, I'm no oh, what it? Oh, well, if it's coming from the satellite then. Who I'm knows? Sure. Space I can't remember. Worms? It might have been, yeah, like space worms or something like that. Yeah, very strange. I never looked space. into it. You see, I mean, I always, wonder, I always wonder that, like, like you, you see Star Trek and like there's episodes of Star Trek with fucking space jellyfish. What if there is like <laughs> what's what if there's life up there? Yeah, you don't know. I mean it's it, light feeding a... creatures or whatever. I don't it's yeah. I'm kind of starting to go on that sort of approach, really, these balls. balls We've got life. shit at the bottom of the ocean that lives in extreme temperatures, like you know, with mm. the the volcanic bubbly stuff. Um yeah. And, some, and doesn't fry. It's weird. And these creatures look alien. I don't know if you've seen it, like the deep, yeah. deep ocean. It's fucking crazy shit. Yeah. So, yeah, back engineer craft. I... Bring, that <laughs> book, bring that book up that you were showing us before with with the the UFO that's got the... Um... So, so, the Nick, so, Nick, how much do you reckon you spent on UFO books? God. I reckon... Probably about over a thousand pound. Yeah. So, <laughs> so but bear in mind, these are old books. You know, these are out of print books. So, unfortunately, people out there just sort of milk money out of people. And I'm one of those suckers that sort of <laughs> try to buy these. Well, best that I can to buy these books. Um, but yeah, about probably about a thousand pound. What photograph do you want to look at, Ollie? Is it the one that's got it's the trail? The one that's got the the the, the uh, contrail behind it. Let's have a look. I got it all marked up. Right. So, oh yeah, this is a book. If any of you out there get this book, it's fantastic. Remember uh, Renato Vesco's book, um, Intercept Don't Shoot, that talks about Foo Fighters being these Intercept uh, fighter probes. This book is actually in here. When was it so printed? To... This was printed in uh, 1995. So yeah, man-made flying saucers from 1944, uh, 1944 to 1994. And here is the picture. So I'm not very good with the camera. Let's have a look. So you see there, guys. You see the the flying saucer, which is very rare these days, and you can see it's got a contrail behind it. That's very strange, unless it's gone through a cloud. But you can see that photo there, the last one. You can see it's got a contrail behind it. That's really interesting. Let me, I'll bring I'll bring that up. Bring it bring it up again, Nick. Yeah, sure. There we go. So as you can see here, guys, sorry, I'm not very good with this. <laughs> Terrible. 
see as you can see the contrail behind the uh the object itself which is weird because look i mean look at that photo there you don't see flying saucers like this here's a typical example there's some like amazing flying saucer photographs in here where are these flying saucers yeah, you, don't these... see, you don't see anybody don't talk see... about these ones any, anymore you don't you don't see any um here's another the... is that one full of ones that you would consider not to be fake ones or do you think there's some i, I reckon there's a lot of fake but i tell you what look at that one there see that flying saucer on the ground sorry guys not very good with the camera let me bring that so on my finger see that so you got the flying saucer on yeah it could be stuck to the trees though like a billy meyer exactly yeah so like i said you know old photographs um i've got another book here uh two seconds but if you want to look at like old photographs of like really vintage UFOs um, that clearly faked, get this book here, UFO photographs. These have all the flying saucers that don't exist anymore. Obviously, a lot of it's fake, unfortunately. But yeah, some really stunning photographs in here. You want to get a lot uh, of that stuff like scanned and put onto your channel so that you can actually like do it like full shows where you can scan it in and show it. I mean, look at that the object of the left there yeah yeah out of frame <laughs> so he's... yeah this is it, it almost looks out like a bloody... yeah As, unfortunately there are billy meyer photographs in here so um I, I i spotted a ufo um in um at the at the meeting uh between um tucker carlson and um donald trump you want to see live stream yeah yeah go on then. it's not fake is it it's not fake. It is absolutely real. Um, and I don't know if anybody spotted it, but I did. There you go. <laughs> That's very good. Is that... Um, it's a lampshade, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I did that. Oh, I, I did this in Photoshop just before I came on uh, the, this show with you. Uh, but oh, that the, the, the lampshade is actually there. <laughs> well there's your disclosure guys that's it we have the proof we want it's got an arrow pointing to it as well with the word proof so it must be true <laughs> that's that's the arrow that third phase use all the time i stole it oh actually i think they stole it off me because i i think if you look way 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 back i used to use that yeah. arrow all the time bastard stole it why is it with the arrow is it to do with the algorithms no it's, it's, it's that arrow it's a special arrow people love that arrow that arrow makes people's nipples hard. Um, <laughs> I I may use that as a thumbnail. Mm, mm. So Maybe I was going to use it as a thumbnail. They're going to have to pay me. Yeah, you was going to what? You was going to what, Nick? I've seen something in the sky going back 2010, and quite a long time ago. It wasn't necessarily a triangular craft. It was more like two seconds i'm gonna draw that out here i i can't get photos up on here for some odd reason ollie but it looked like like that that sort of shape it was really high up black and i looked through it through the binoculars and what i would describe what it looked like underneath it have you ever pulled back your fridge 
and it's got that wire um yes what would you call it yeah we, we once we once had 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 the cat you you might know this from having cats our yeah. cats bring mice in but they don't eat them they just let them go free same here mate same here yeah. um but basically this is the man really the crap. myth the legend is here <laughs> hey, how you doing scott how's it going scott nick nick scott nate nice how are you scott. Oh, i'm very nice well you keeping well nice to meet you nice to meet you too you're looking well scott so, i'm tired <laughs> so, so, so scott, what's, up? Just, what's up gentlemen i'm going to show Yo. you what i saw years ago in the sky so that bit there what looked like at the back of the fridge and it had these things i couldn't it was so high up and it was through the binoculars but that's what it looked like it wasn't triangle it was more longer um but like i said it was extremely high up and i was looking at it through the binoculars and i was like oh that's unusual but i think that's more or less linked to the aurora project which i'm guessing is the new i mean this is what going off uh tim no nick cook's book he was a Aiden Nation journalist. He's saying that this is the Aurora project. The Aurora. Right. This is like the new spy plane. Well, it's nothing new. It's probably back in the 90s, I think. I think that's what I saw. It's not to the public. This is like the whole new spy plane we have never seen before. Like I said earlier, Ollie, that there's technology out there that the public is not known about because um, it's so bloody advanced. Yep. I wouldn't say it's anti-gravity. I don't know. Um I'm just showing what what I saw basically. So anyone can speculate what it can be. Extraterrestrial, it might be man-made. What's your what's your um uh, thesis, Scott? Um, I'd be interested to hear. Well, well, Scott put a tweet out the other day that everybody's puzzled about. It's, it's got quite quite a few <laughs> oh, views. Scott. Here we go. Looking forward to this. So, uh, shall I bring the? I mean, obviously, um, I don't expect you to like reveal or anything like that, but it is it's an interesting tweet, Scott. Um well it's it's I, I, I take it from you as well, because I have a lot of respect for you, hence why I like to have you on. Thanks. That you trust the source. Yeah, I try to be as meticulous as possible. I'm I'm you know. I wouldn't have posted it if it didn't come from somebody who has got some serious credibility. Jesus Christ, this has had 190,000 views. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Do you mind if I bring the, the, the tweet itself up, Scott? No, not at all. Um. So there we have it. This is the uh, the tweet. So, so this this is a a conversation that you've had with somebody that you trust in in the UFO community. Yes. How how long have you known this person for? All right. So I'll reveal a little bit, you know, more here. 
of course there was obvious obviously there was rampant speculation about who it was everybody was throwing all these names and and uh so ali you know about american cosmic right i'm not mm -hmm. sure nick if you know about american cosmic no i've uh, never heard of it so uh diana pasalka who is uh uh, professor of religion from North Carolina University. She wrote a book called American Cosmic, uh, published in 2019, became a bestseller. Now it's back on the list and going back up again. Um, so long story short, she featured me in the book. I was in the third chapter. Um, there were also two scientists with tons of credibility featured in the book under pseudonyms um and i am in contact with both of them so occasionally we talk um and you know obviously if if you know anything about the book mm -hmm. uh the be the the book starts out at the beginning with they take Diana, they blindfold her, they bring her out into the desert. They bring her to a, a location they don't want revealed. They get out of the car. I believe they have metal detectors, if I'm correct. I, I'm having a brain fart right now. But anyways, uh, they find some uh, pieces of debris and this area apparently times um and it goes from there the the two scientists are you know uh interested in the parts they're examining them um and one of the people in the book um has come forward and and it you know admitted that it was him so james in the book is dr gary nolan He's already admitted, you know, came forward and, and revealed that that was him. Um, the other scientist in the book known as Tyler has not. And, of course, rampant speculation about who he is. <clears throat> I'm not I'm not even going to go there. Um, so. So I've been in contact with them, but I've also spoken to some other people that have confirmed this whole uh sitting in a warehouse taking it out we have new tests we can try they try it try to derive some information try to see what they can get from it if it doesn't work they put it back they bring it back out and the pattern continues um and so this is why i'm totally under the impression from who i've talked to that they've gained nothing from it they, they keep looking at it and they keep trying to figure it out now small details have been acquired like you know we can do the simplest things like what are the materials made of you know and so they can they can kind of figure out that stuff but I, I always look at it as, you know, people throw that around. They throw around that term, uh, back engineering, as if it's nothing. So my analogy is take a cell phone, go back 100 years, 
hand it to a scientist of our own species and say, back engineer this. Now they're probably going to figure out maybe what the materials are made of, but they're not going to back engineer a cell phone. That that's that's only a hundred years ago. Um, so we can speculate and say, okay, well, some non-human intelligence is a thousand years ahead of us. Just a thousand. We're not going to figure that out. We're not. It's it's going to take time. And with, like I said, we may derive small details, what the material's made of, uh, how it's layered, simple things like that. But the the back engineering of how it's powered and how it's doing what it does, you know, I I don't I don't put put much veracity in that. So, what do you re- what yeah. do you make to all this demon talk, like? That's that's something that has come up a few times, and uh, even uh, Mr. Elizondo mentioned it. Um, I'm, I'm don't know how much veracity you'd put in his statements but um, so that yeah that what was that that he said he said something like um was he speaking to a, right? a general and he said you don't the general said or something like that you don't it, the demons in, in, yeah yeah he, he mentioned demons yeah uh, you know the thing is for me i look at it as i look back through history and i look back let's say uh there's a famous case that people can research. I can't remember where it came from, but uh, these people had passed this farmer's pen. And this is back like, you know, 16, 1700s. And they saw that this sheep looked like this farmer. So automatically, they jumped to the conclusion that this man was having relations with this animal. Or another animal. Was he from Wales? And the sheep was born. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember. But my point is uh, superstition and naming things angel and devil has gone on since the beginning of time. Man has always thrown that label on something I believe that he didn't understand. So he looked at it and said, you know, that this thing, this, this, you know, uh, this puma just injured my child, so it must be of the devil. You know, and and they build up these beliefs around these things. So I believe that that's what's still going on with some people. That it's so extraordinary that they're looking at it as this. This is from the devil, and they're deeply religious people. Only deeply religious people will do that type of thing. They'll mm-hmm. throw that label on it. It's a you know, so that's how I think about it. Yeah, you make a great point there, Scott. Um, yeah, the 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 demon uh, sort of hypothesis have been really been pushed out there. But going what Grosh said, um, I can't remember what the term he said. Was it spiritual entity or something like? He phrased it in a way I can't remember what he said, which is opposite of what a demon or devil is. Um, a non-human like, entity. It was almost something spiritual. I, I can't remember what he said, but they're almost like an, an extra dimensional beings that we that shape shift into. Well, I won't say shape shift, but are like balls of light or or um, or anything like that we see in the sky. 
but everyone yeah. will say, oh, who the, the deeply religious people will say, oh, no, these are demons, but I don't believe in right. demons personally. This is just a human concept that's just been brought up, right. you know. Yeah, to, exactly. That's, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. It, it's, a, it's a human construct. It's a, um, you know, we have to have labels for things. That's how humans are. We have to label everything with something to actually refer to it. Um, yeah. So, so, no, disres no disrespect to Americans, but it, America is quite a very Christian country, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say that's probably a majority. Um, there's some big chunks that are, you know, you got your Mormons, you got your, uh, you know, Presbyterians and all these, you know, there's so many different denominations. I think a couple of years ago they did an estimate. There was like 8,000 religions in the world, you know. So that's a sign to me that man is super confused and doesn't understand. So he makes up and builds up something around something he doesn't understand. Yeah. Exactly. We're always trying to make answers for something that we don't understand. So, oh, it must be this. And another person would be like, oh, no, it's actually this. And right. it's just, right. it's very, very confusing. Right. The interesting thing with the, like, the, um, the spiritual side of it, though, and, and, and talking about, I mean, not to blow ancient aliens trumpet, but <laughs> some of the things in some of those pictures that you look back in time and you just think what an odd thing to draw what I, a re really odd thing to draw i mean yeah it, yeah well i look through it as you know ollie I, i've been an artist my whole life you know i i produce traditional art as well as digital art and so i look at things like i've studied all of that stone relics and mm -hmm. you know uh different civilizations and and it's to me when i started i drew things that were familiar so this mm -hmm. is what we do so we you sit down as a child you're five years old you look at a book and you see a character and you go, oh, I want to draw that. And you try to copy something that someone else has already done before you. Yeah. And so that applies to you over and over again. You keep doing that. And then eventually you reach the stage where you now don't have to look at anybody else's work. And you can create your own from scrap, from all the ideas that you've fed yourself over the years um and now exactly you... somebody could start off by drawing a tyrannosaurus rex and eventually that that thing could could turn into the alien from alien. yeah i mean you know, you know the hr guy could start with something well there's sculptures out there there's paintings like the one Jinya from uh australia i mean they resemble the greys like really very they closely yeah. they're very similar and so to me that shows up in a bunch of other cultures. If you search that, just a big head and big eyes, it's all throughout a bunch of cultures. It's yeah, bizarre. We were just saying before, you were you aware of um, Crowley's? Um, yes. Alien. 
Yes. Yeah, that was always really interesting to me that he, you know, apparently met this being. I think he was in a trance or something, or it visited him. I can't remember. I think he but, took a lot of drugs. <laughs> probably. A lot. You know, but the <laughs> thing is, I mean, for different cultures to create this same kind of symbolism throughout the world and and cultures that weren't communicating with each other creating this same type of image it's very bizarre it's it's you know i i don't know i don't know if something was there if something was going on i don't know so, so I'm, I'm trying to i'm sorry sorry no, no, um no, 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 Nick. i was going to say where are all the i mean let's go by the typical alien gray the, the big head, the black eyes. Let's go back 500 years. Is there any remnants to that in paintings? We've got UFOs and flying saucers, sure. But when it comes to extraterrestrials, that specifically, that type of gray alien, which we call greys, I can't see any. Even going back even like thousands of years, I don't think I've seen anything that resembles that typical alien. I'm trying to find out where this actually came from, where the story of... I mean, it looks like Crowley. So I think that's I mean, the, the head Crowley because you see, you see ancient aliens showing a lot of it on pottery and stuff like that. And you, yeah. so, so, so my wife is from Ecuador. Her dad used to do because uh, he's quite close to Peru. He got a job as a um, like a tourist of Peru, and they was in Ecuador in, in Peru. They were selling loads of fake pottery, like with pictures of dinosaurs with pictures of aliens yeah. on it and stuff like yes. that and mm. he was this so my wife said he was a sucker for buying it he'd come home and then my wife's my wife's mom his wife at the time used to go fucking bonkers and go what you bought all this shit from <laughs> meant to be out there working you bought this fake <laughs> stuff. um so so that thing with peru and ancient aliens has, has been going it's been going on a long time, well before ancient aliens. You know, it goes back to like the Nazca lines and things like that, where these. And I do think there's some uh, definitely something with it with the. I mean, the are shit drawings. Let's face it, that are on the ground, but the whole mountain that's chopped off. It's a bit weird. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. also one that uh, on the side of the mountain in Nazca that represents. A big head, kind of, yeah. Two eyes, and that's it, and just its body standing there, and it's humongous, you know. But, uh, but Nick, I think what you're trying to say is, and I agree that there's a gap. So if you go back to a certain point mm -hmm. throughout, like artistic expression, there is nothing that resembles that until you get back to. The ancient stuff like the Wanjinya, um that I can't name them off the top of my head, but there's a bunch of them that uh the small statues of the Anunnaki gods mm. that were found in Iraq, I believe. They look yeah. like they look like friggin' lizards. I Ooh. mean they're 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 <laughs> yeah with, with nipples. Absolutely bizarre. And and mm -hmm. that's that's a common theme through those cultures. It's bizarre. It's weird. Do you know what? Looking at this sort of reptilian aspect, I know it's like the David Light sort of aspect, but there's actual like carved statues 
I think they pulled out. I, I can't remember where, it, which city, um, possibly Mexico, but I remember seeing these reptile lizard, I mean, reptilians, as, as I would describe it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's strange. But yeah, no great aliens, you know. Or... Yeah, there's a bunch of that. <laughs> There's a bunch of those. Yeah, it's it's yeah. really weird. I, I and did you say did you did you say it was um, Iraq? Um, I I believe that the uh, the Anunnaki god sculptures. Uh, I think they're from Sumer, which is yes, like ancient correct. Iraq today. I I believe I might be wrong, but yeah, somewhere around there. But there's statues. I believe they have a male and a female. Uh, there's a few of them, and they it looks like some kind of lizard person. It's bizarre. Here's the thing, though, with that. Have you ever seen a lizard breastfeeding? Have I? No, not personally. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm not a, a reptilian guy. Well, I'm not. A, I'm not a. Um, I'm not a guy that understands. I don't. I don't follow the whole um, anatomy of a, a reptile. But <laughs> so, I don't. I, I mean, don't think they bre Do they? They don't breastfeed, do they? I. I have no idea. But I, 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 I really in the chat do do lizards suck oh. on nipples? <laughs> um, because, because because that that lizard statue has a child to yes. its breast. Yes sucking a nipple now that makes me think were these people these these statues people who worshipped like lizards and wore lizard masks because i don't i can't imagine lizards with tits milk like breastfeeding oh, no. yeah that would, be, that would be that would be odd i mean you're mixing uh you know reptilian and mammalian features so yeah that would be odd but i mean who knows you know maybe they were trying to represent something um you know like i was saying going back to the whole art thing through my eyes i look at it as i draw things from what's my <laughs> nice i draw I things of my nipples <laughs> i draw things from my environment so the things that i've been exposed to so that helps me when I create and I design things. And so I think that the people who painted these Wanjinya all over these caves in Australia and sculpted these sculptures, and they must have been being influenced by something that was in their environment mm -hmm. that made them do it. Because it's so odd, you know, that why weren't they just painting pictures of people? you know, just regular people, but they weren't these, you can see they all have big heads. They have big black eyes. Some of them have like radiating lines coming off the head. Like they were glowing, you know, something was going on, something to influence these artists to do this. And yeah. I mean, what it is, you know, we can all speculate, but. Have you heard of the DNA stone? I'm trying to find it and I can't find it. I remember seeing this. I'm going to describe it as a circular stone. It's pretty big and it's got four sections and you have these, what I would describe to aliens, but the heads was more or less uh, described like that. It wasn't like the typical alien gray. It was more or less like this. 
it was the male and female. The female had tits and all that, and the male had a penis. And as it go, went round to the, to the second second stage, it shows like the sperm. And then the third stage, it shows uh, the alien getting pregnant. And then the fourth stage is the actual alien giving birth, but is an actual human, like shaped like a human. No, I'm going to try and find... I, I've, not, I, was, I need I, to see I, this. Yeah, I clearly remember nipples. seeing this. No, yeah, nipples and everything. I haven't seen that. You haven't seen I, I'm going to try and find, I clearly remember seeing this. Whether or not it's fake or not, I don't know, but... Yeah, the thing. yeah you I remember, never know these I'd days, do you? I'm interested in seeing that. I mean, the thing is, too, if you go back and you study ancient cultures... There are cultures across the world that show up in different time periods that all worship some sort of reptilian god. You can yeah. go back to your own King James Bible. What is the only animal that speaks? A reptile. If you go to the Egyptians, what was on the head of every king? A reptile. It shows up over and over and over again down through all these cultures. The the Mayans built serpents with, uh, I'm sorry, temples with the serpents worked into the side of the stonework, the stairs, and they carved their heads. Then they carved serpent heads with humans emerging out of their mouth. There's multiple cases where they carved a reptilian head and then a human's face is coming out of their mouth as if they're wow. giving birth. It's, it's, I mean, you can interpret it in a thousand ways, but something mm -hmm. was going on back then. It, I'm not, I can't buy the, the whole, all these cultures were worshiping serpents because, you know, they chose that animal. That doesn't make sense. There's got to be something else going on there. Um, what it is, now we can speculate, but. I mean, it's very bizarre. Very bizarre. Yeah, it's almost going... like some sort. Of, it's almost like some sort of tampering going on with splicing of DNA or something like that. Clearly, yeah. that's depicted in the art, like artifacts and ancient temples and stuff like that. Very fascinating. Right. Going back to this, this tweet. Did did you get any backlash from from this tweet? Because I mean, it's got like a, a massive interaction with. A lot of comments that no doubt <laughs> i uh a lot of what i got for negative uh, attention was uh you know the same old well you can tell you can you can't tell us who sent it but you can you're dangling stuff in front of us and you know i i'm not gonna come out and say who sent it to me because i said i wouldn't you know and I don't go back on that when I tell somebody. No, that I get I, that. I get that. I, and and I, I, I don't. I don't either. If somebody tells me something in, um, in confidence, that it stays in confidence. It stays with just me. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, that's the only way that I can like protect myself when somebody new comes to me and says, "Hey, I have something. I'd like you to check it out or whatever." But don't say anything. You well, know, I was going to say, did did. Did you ask the person say, "Listen, can I? Am I allowed to put this out?" Or did you did you just do a sneaky little screenshot and just go, "Whoops!" I did. I did not ask for permission. But here here's the thing: 
Um, so when the book was being written, Diana Pasolka flew to Massachusetts. I made reservations at a restaurant. I met her there. She walks in with this person who is the scientist Tyler in the book. Now, I have no idea who this person I didn't even know she was bringing somebody with her. Mm -hmm. She says, I can't tell you his name, but you can call him Tyler because he works on classified projects. So I'm looking around this restaurant like, you know, am I on candid camera? What's going on here? I had no idea this guy was coming with her. So we all sat down. Uh, we talked for a while. You met the guy, the guy. Oh, yeah. I, we ate dinner together. So you met the real person. Yes. Not the yes. Right. But at this point, I only know him as Tyler. I don't know his real name. So we sit down to dinner. We talk. He it, sounds like fight. it sounds like Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. Tyler Denham. One of the reasons why me and Diana bonded is because that's both of ours favorite movie is fight club right so we bonded over that um so he abruptly gets up and leaves the table leaving me sitting there with her and she says i said oh where's tyler going and she said uh i'm gonna show you some things but he can't be at the table because if he's here when i show them to you he can go to prison so I was like, holy shit. So <laughs> she pulls out this folder, opens it up, and it's a bunch of emails between both scientists in the book, James and Tyler. And so she let me look through a few of the pages and showed me some relevant things to look at. And I, one line stood out to me. And it was one scientist speaking to you to the other and he said this material seems to be manufactured on a quantum level and is infused with data and so that line just fused itself in my head i was like this is wild so um quantum you know, computers go straight like over yeah, my head. yeah i mean i'm like this is just wild stuff so anyways uh as time went on obviously well the day went on and um he he came back to dinner and he said that he had seen some of my graphics online and that he'd be interested in having me create some artwork for his businesses so he hands me his phone says put your number in the phone so when i take the phone there's his name on the phone so i see what his real name is so i don't say anything so i pop my number in there hand him back the phone and uh she told me when he got up from the table that if you're trying if you try to search for him you'll virtually find almost nothing online about him he doesn't do the whole online oh, so tyler you didn't even record you didn't know he's not known no in the, in the no. ufology field at all no no so um i 
the the day ends you know we all go to a coffee shop and she's interviewing me and she's writing notes down and we're just all you know talking about the whole the subject so the day ends and i proceed to drive home from northampton and uh i the curiosity is getting to me so i pull over grab google start trying to look his name up to see who this guy is and eventually i did find some things but there's very little online about him but uh yeah multi-millionaire uh sold a biomedical company in boston for like millions of dollars has multiple patents on inventions his claims are that he gets downloads and so the information is downloaded to him he creates a new invention and then you know gets a patent for it and these downloads are coming from some other higher intelligence um if that's true you know i can't say i'm not sure but the facts are that he has multiple inventions that he's invented you know that have gone on the market you know and uh so um what sort of technology is it? Can you go in? Or do, do you know specifically uh, what he... The stuff for the biomedical uh, thing that he sold, I'm not sure exactly what it was, but it was something for the medical field that he invented. But right. I, I can try to find um, some of the patents that he has. Um, so you this know, has nothing to do... So it's not nothing, nothing to do with like UFOs specifically then? No. No, no, it's okay. stuff okay. within the realm of human invention, you know, okay, like sure. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's got nothing to do with uh with what they've tried to, you know, look at or back did, engineer. Did these messages come after the dinner? Oh, Maybe. years later. The right. dinner was the dinner was in 2019. Oh, right, okay. Oh, actually, no. I'm sorry. Let me back that up. The dinner was in 2019. These messages were well after that dinner in 2019. So, what do you what do you know that you about what do you, what do you know about this craft that they this thing that this thing that they have in a warehouse for three decades? Well. As far as I know, they know what it's made of. Do you know what it looks like exactly? It's fragments. Um, I've never seen photographs of it or, you know, been privy to any of that. But it is it, uh, fragments. Yeah, it's broken parts of something that came apart and crashed somewhere. Um, but they, the the materials... So what's been found so far is they know the materials, but apparently the way the materials are bonded, how the metals are layered is something that we don't do, that we can't do. Like two is of anything the metals, like metamaterials, because we hear that. Yeah, word. yeah. That's that's term has been bounced around to for this actual, you know, stuff, metamaterials. Um, have they considered um, possibly being like Chinese or Russian? Because obviously we don't know what they're 
their capability is when it comes to military equipment or anything like that, especially materials as such. The, um, yeah, the people that I've spoken to are under the impression that it hasn't been made here. Okay. It's been made by somebody else or something else. And uh, that that's... was it described. Is this material is it a bit like what they describe in Roswell? You know, you can crumple it up and it just reattach itself. You know, open itself up with no causes at all. That description was not given by Diana or anybody that I talked to. Okay. So I, I'm not sure if like it could well be possible that those crumpling materials were involved in that case and maybe this is from something else that crashed i mean i'm not really sure i don't know okay but it uh you trust this sauce though oh for sure no doubt about it in fact and people are already... talking about do you, th do you I, are you convinced this is what they they are talking about because uh the intro tonight, I put a little bit of grush, I put a bit of everything up, like that all the people have been speaking about. Do you think? So, do you think they have any clue, or do you think those are just grifters? As time goes on, it's getting harder and harder for me to put any veracity into Grush's claims. Like he, he's don't get me wrong, the guy's got like credentials coming out of his eyeballs. You know, he's he's. He's seen it all and done it all, and they already know. We already know that he hasn't knows. seen it. He hasn't seen oh, it. No, but I mean, we know. We know his background. We know yeah. where he came from, and he's he's no joke. Yeah, people people try to destroy his background just because of because this. of the autism, and yeah, I mean, I, I, a fucking hell. Have you ever watched Rayman? Oh, I I don't even I don't even thing i mean it's got nothing to do with it for me the guy's really intelligent he's you know sharp as a tack but on the other hand i think that he's maybe possibly being fed information just to muddy the waters you know like like people in the past you know i mean if nothing comes from it and these so-called 40-something whistleblowers that he's spoken to, if none of them come forward and they show us no evidence at all, you know, it's going to be hard to take as fact. You know, I mean, people, people are itching to see something. And it needs to be something that's been verified. It's peer-reviewed. Scientists looked at it and said, holy shit, what is this? You know, uh, it, it just has to be, it can't be, we can't have stories anymore. The stories have to stop. We need mm. data evidence. We need that to verify what's going on, but they're going to throw mud at it over and over again to try to confuse people. And they're doing it. They're doing it now. Yeah. I clearly, I clearly agree with you there, Scott. It's, it's such a diversion and I think Grosh is hanging around with the same crowd of Jeremy Corbell's, the George Knapp, feeding him this information. Bear in mind, they've been, especially George Knapp, has been in this UFO field for a long time. You know, this, he, ain't, he ain't new to this field. He's been in there for a long time. And I reckon he's been spoon fed this information. Um, he can, uh, 
I think a lot of people in the UFO community, especially that believe that they're going to have disclosure soon, really was gagging for this information to come out, or we're going to have at least some sort of evidence. And you're absolutely right, Scott. We need verified evidence, you know, scientifically, to to verify these claims. There he is. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, yeah, for yeah, sure. For sure. Mm. But the time is, like I said, the conversation, people say the conversation's already begun. No, we've had the conversation. Let's get on moving it. But think about it. If we actually had disclosure, um, what's going to happen to the community? Where do we go? You know, if we had disclosure, the whole UFO community as a whole, the discussion is over. But if, if for instance, Joe Biden, sleepy Joe Biden. I'd say he's only just begun. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a big gun. For instance, if he came out tomorrow and said, okay, there's extraterrestrial craft, we have the craft, and uh, it just admits to a disclosure. Okay, we have our disclosure. Okay, then what? Is he going to show any evidence? Okay, so you've admitted there's extraterrestrial craft, and we have them. Okay, that's great. Now show us the evidence. He ain't going to show us. He's no. not going to show us. Let's face fact, guys. Come on, you know. Yeah. He might come out. You know, he's very unpredictable at the moment. You know, his joe biden's track record but yep. i think the whole idea of disclosure is just nonsense and within the next year or so the end of the year everyone's going to forget about these congress or congressional hearings i know we've got another one coming out in september i think that's gone now i think i'm don't yeah, me on they, that. yeah they they uh we cancel it that was that was a whole uproar on twitter and everything because they came out and said they're not having any more hearings yeah now they're trying to push all this other stuff and say you know we want this and who knows what's going to happen but we're not going to yeah. get shit. <laughs> no, we're we ain't going to get not. they're not going to show us anything it's it's yeah they want to keep it for themselves and that's the way it's always been i mean i mm -hmm. used an example the other day to somebody that argued with me on twitter and i said look we have parts of the jfk assassination that are still classified we have and parts of, yeah. we have parts of 9-11 that are still classified they're not going to show you fucking ufos <laughs> it's not going oh, to happen no no that honestly he's got such a good point because um when trump was in office he was going to release the jfk files and this is a quote he said to a senator if you knew that was in those files you understand why you're not you can't release it something that quote and joe yeah. biden said we are never i repeat never going to release the jfk files and i'm expect to be hearing disclosure from these people yeah i mean it's, really come on guys exactly, you know, exactly. It's it's like, even, people are like well we're gonna get this ufo stuff but there's so much that they haven't given us about other stuff you know it's exactly. insane yeah insane it's weird because the Pentagon was saying, oh, no, we have no evidence of extraterrestrial craft or any extraterrestrial visitation. And then the CIA is saying, oh, well, the government needs to come forward and say, show us the evidence of UFOs. And I'm thinking, we're going around in circles here. Like, what, what's going on? You know, it's like, oh, no, no, they're responsible. It's like, oh, no, actually, these people are responsible. I'm thinking, hold on a minute. Come on. This is, it's like a cat and mouse game. It's like a broken record. And yeah. if you've been in the field long enough, like you, Scott, you can, you know the tactics. You know the tactics. You know how the the, the cards are played, and it's so bloody obvious. And every time I hear, "Oh, 
disclosures like do you know um is this stefan Molyneux? not stefan Molyneux. um this guy he's american politician he always says we're gonna have disclosure soon oh disclosure is gonna be happening next year and then the year happens and then no disclosure oh don't worry it'll be in the next four months four yeah. months happen and nothing it's and coming. it's been like that for 15 bloody years yeah. and i'm thinking what what is going on you know let's get some actual transparency let's get some truth let's get some bloody evidence discussions yeah. over like some people say it's already begun but i think it's over i want evidence now <laughs> you know and, and and just let me say one more thing it's it's uh it's the same thing with me so these messages that i posted they're 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 interesting you know believe me coming from this credible person but i still haven't seen no goddamn evidence it's still mm. somebody's words you know, I, I, I've been in this so Has long. Has this person said anything about this tweet to you? No. Uh, I'm, I'll be crystal clear. Um, for some reason, about two months ago, he blocked me. And then you put this out? Yes. Now I get it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good for you. And, I, and I'm not sure. And I sent, I've sent messages. You're not sharing the name, but, but yeah. Yeah. I've sent messages to the relevant people to have them talk to him and ask why he blocked me. Cause I have no idea. I mean, I had no intention of doing this, but you know, just to not be an asshole, I covered the name, you know, just to be courteous. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be a complete asshole. Um, but I'm not really sure why I, I got blocked, but. but you don't think this person was feeding you false no. information? No, this conversation went on for months. So this is just a little tiny screenshot. And there were, there was also images shared of early on before it was public there were images shared of a machine that he built it was funded by i think to up to 10 million dollars and this machine you know people are going to know who it is when i say this the machine analyzes any material down to a subatomic level so it can tell what anything is made out of and this was newly built technology that he worked on so these messages went back and forth for a long time um do you think this person is in this for the wrong reasons um i don't think so i think that he is definitely in it <clears throat> because he wants answers um he he's taken some he's taken a beating online you know he's he's taken the negative coming at him and you know there's still positive you know feedback but uh, obviously he's gonna have you know he's got a bunch of trolls and people going at him and they've made memes about him and you know um so but you know this is a I think I know who it is. It, it's David Wilcock. <laughs> <laughs> no. Did he no. ever show you that flying car? 
No, I've never seen that. Um, yeah, he's a, he's another grifter. You were there was a there was a, there was a while back um, when both yourself and Ryan was on the show, and you were speaking about possibly going out to um, Skinwalker Ranch. And the, something in this this message where he says um, it's of the devil. And I, I listened to the latest um, Sean Ryan show with um, Fugel on the show. <laughs> and I'm wondering um, what you... Because you was going to go, oh, alien, alien scientist, how, how are you doing, my lad? You got an invite for tonight. So if you want to come on, pop on. You know, he knows a lot. He's, he's trying to back engineer craft. My lad, love him. Go check him out. If you can't make it, just go check him out. Anyway, he's absolutely awesome. Um, But do you, you was going to go and investigate, sneakily investigate over Skinwalker Ranch? Mm -hmm. Do you, do you think there's anything to that sort of? To the whole Skinwalker Ranch thing? Yeah. When, um, when, I think some of it's play, played up for television. I, I do. Obviously, it's a TV show. They have to do that. No one's going to be interested in their boring bullshit show. But on the other hand, playing the devil's advocate, there's a few things that they've caught that are very fascinating, like the one where they caught that silver sort of sphere shooting over the field and the camera caught that. Um, there's some other ones that they've caught up in the sky that were pretty wild. They, they've, they've caught some footage that definitely got my attention, but I'm not sure how real a wormhole is mm -hmm. over the property. Um, you know, they've been doing these experiments that are that are pretty interesting, but um, you know, I, I'm not a scientist, so I I don't know. But uh, I I clearly remember seeing a footage called like the Skinwalkers. I don't think you guys remember that. They're almost like ghostly white blob figures that were. It's very convincing. I was sort of walking across the field, and I think that's related to Skinwalker. Like, am, am I like wobbling? Yeah, that's it, Scott. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen it, yeah. Ollie? Yeah, and uh, those big long leg things. No, they don't. No. Have, they don't have legs. It's like a, it's like a long body, and kind of wobbling, and it looks like it kind of has a head, but it's. It's bizarre. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, the, really the, weird. A skinwalk is basically a shapeshifter, isn't it? That's what they say. That it the native, like the, the natives out there, that's what they they call, and they, they yeah. apparently they leave like bits of uh, offal and guts and all sorts of stuff all over the um, the fences to keep whatever's it on that land away mm -hmm. from them. Because they believe that there is some some sort of shape shifting creature that can yeah. change into different. I, I find I do find it fascinating. Like yourself, I'm I'm a little bit. 
I'm 50 50. I look, I look at that show and I'm like, it's there's 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 a lot of like drama to, mm. that, but yeah, there's there's some stuff that kind of sticks out. The the fact that was was Bigelow was Bigelow a Mormon? I believe so. I think he was, and I think I also think so. um, Fugles a, a Mormon. Am I right by saying yes. that? Yes, I yeah, think so. I find that interesting. I'm more that, sure on Fugel than I am on Bigelow. That 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 type of religion um, picks that place. Is that coincidence, or is is, is it something to do with like I don't know? Maybe there's some sort of beliefs there that they 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 think. Well, let's check this out. Go back to how the Mormon Church started, which was, uh, I think, Joseph Smith, and apparently he apparently he spoke to some light in the forest. Um, this light told him where these plates were buried somewhere on the hill. They had hieroglyphs in them. Uh, I think he called the angel that he called it was Maroni. And uh, it came to him, it spoke to him, I guess, on a few occasions. And he was triggered to go and start the Mormon religion. And so Maroni and the beginning of it is for Mormon. For right. the NOR. I think that's where it came from. But if you look back at a lot of religions and how they got their origins it's really bizarre <laughs> really really bizarre so this Lit. orb um you describe in it which is kind of weird i've seen this a couple of times it's big bright orb just floats across right across your vision and it leaves a trail i've seen that about three times in my lifetime mm -hmm. nothing to say it's nothing to do with the mormon religion but this sort of ball orb-like uh sort of literally goes right across my right across the vision jeremy i've sent you an into uh, invite on your twitter if you yeah can, uh, come join us one of my favorite uh sightings that i had was when i first purchased my first infrared camera and uh so i turned this thing on not knowing how to run it because i never looked at the directions so there's one switch to power it one switch to turn on the record function, then a record button. So you have to have all three. So I did not knowing that. Um, I think it was like a week after I purchased it, or maybe a few weeks, maybe three weeks. Uh, I stepped out onto the porch and I had it on, but it's not recording. And when I brought it up over the trees, there were five balls of light, probably this big, maybe a small soccer ball, and they were doing this. Oh, and it was okay. and it was over the trees. So I freaked out. I panicked. I didn't know what I was looking at. I'm like, this is three o'clock in the morning. And I'm looking into pitch black darkness. The only reason I can see it is because I have that cam. That's so what you put out the other day. Um, you put a tweet out the other day that where you saw something as well. Was it something similar to that? No, that was um, that was the one with that fake FLIR app that I was fooling around with. 
Oh, right. Sorry, I didn't even. I must have. Yeah, I must have. Yeah, yeah, could, but... could this be a bug, an insect? Yes, yes. it could. Because I don't know. Right. Got you. Um, so I finally am able to activate the record. And as I swing the camera back up, all five disperse horizontally. So two go right behind two tall pine trees that are across the road and they stop behind the tree. So I bring the camera back and I start recording the tree. And Mm -hmm. within a few seconds, the tree is, you know, cone shaped. And uh, one of the objects comes right out from the side, slowly drifts down the side of the tree and takes off. And then the then I later after that I catch the second one taken off too. <clears throat> that's that amazing. Footage, that footage is all on my YouTube channel. Oh, that's awesome. I was gonna but say, I, is that more or less linked up to paranormal orbs? It, is that on the was, same Yeah, I mean a, a lot of researchers believe that there's an overlap between paranormal events and ufos that it's all one thing that's beyond our senses and so yeah and they believe it's all one thing i mean i i'm i'm as confused as everybody else i i try not to you know say it's one thing or another because it's i just don't know yeah you know saying about orbs so i've actually got a photo of an orb pretty big one as as an actual face in it it's very strange. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen a few. Um, yeah, this, the, yeah the, the, so these balls of light it, uh, it is very fascinating. I've got a completely 360 switch. There's there's something spiritual, uh, another sort of dimension, um, if you want to put it that sort of phrase, there's something about it. And yeah, I definitely need some more research into it. I, I find this fascinating. It is. But I, 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 I was, I was going to say, Scott, um, what do you believe when it comes to uh aliens do you think there's actual aliens coming down visiting this planet i used to i Mm. years ago when i first got into this i've been doing this about 36 years now and when i first got into it i i was full-on grays i've done paintings of them drawings there are a bunch of them are online and uh I used to believe, you know, this is it. There's too many people coming forward saying that this is what it is. Um, And it still could be, you know, I don't know. But I am more along the lines now of maybe something else sending its technology here. So as if we would, so we send our robots to Mars to look at it. So yeah. something else could send it's like AI unit here to do stuff. We would think it was alive, but it's AI and it's you know so advanced that we think it's a living thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or it could be actual aliens, or um, you know, there's a theory that the Greys are reptilian. There's some kind of reptilian leftover. And has been hiding from us for thousands of years. Um, mm. You know, who knows? 
but yeah um yeah because I, I was the same with you i mean i've been in the field not as long as you but well since i was a kid really but it's only in the last sort of 10 years i've been really paying attention and i used to believe in extraterrestrial craft coming down yep i 100 believe it even with no evidence and suddenly in the last five years i just completely 360 has switched <laughs> my opinion because yeah. I started to pay attention to things. I think, why is Tom DeLong being the ufologist of the year? Why is oh, this? Why is he asking oh, for money? And, and I was going, hold on a minute. <laughs> hold on a minute. Wait a minute. Something's not quite right here. Yeah. And you see the flaws and the same rhythm and the same patterns, like the same cars being played. I'm thinking, oh, my God. I don't think extraterrestrials are really visiting this planet. It's the same what Lee is saying. I would love to see this evidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For once. Uh, you know, I think yeah. something's going on, but I'm not willing to label it something. Yeah. Because I don't know what it is. There's definitely something going on out there. Um, mm -hmm. some of the stuff that I've captured made the hair stand up on my neck. I was like in shock. Um Nick, show Scott that that picture that you showed. Because Nick's spent like thousands on UFO books over the years, and he's like tried to, he's dug some of them right out of the archives. And I think one of your books that you spent 300 pounds on, <laughs> yeah, one of them, yeah, it's a rare German book. Um, I'm trying to find, yeah, I, I don't know if you're familiar, Scott, with the Nazi flying saucer program during World War II. We did a show on it, yeah. Scott, like yeah. the, the first show we did with, with Nick was, yeah, on I, I actually. It's funny you say that because it was just a few weeks ago uh, in my group on Facebook that um, I debunked a bunch of those photos that go around as Nazi UFOs. Some of them were the covers of model kits that you could buy for the UFO. So people would cut those out and then pass them around online like they were real Nazi UFOs. Is what's interesting is um, I'm actually going to show you something in a minute, which is quite interesting. You ever heard of the Haunabu flying saucers? These were the Nazi flying wow. saucers with the gun turret. Have you seen the blueprints at all and the photographs, the I, alleged photographs? I, I believe I have. I believe I. Yeah. Have. I I went down a whole Nazi UFO thing for a little while, a rabbit hole, and I was really digging through that stuff. That, that's, Cause, cause Nick's, that's Nick's thing on his channel. Yeah, that's my line of research, uh, the Nazi flying saucer aspect. However, I'm going to show you a photograph, and if you guys can see it. Now, the Hounaboo flying saucer, it, it almost looked like a broom of a hat, and it had a gun turret, like a tank, tank turret underneath mm -hmm. it. Here's a photograph from um, Ohio in November 13th, 1966. And there's two photographs here. And if you have a look, you can see, hold on, guys. Yeah, I put before screen, Ollie. If you look closely, I don't know if you can see, that's the photograph that he taken. There's an actual gun turret underneath it. It's really difficult to see on this webcam, but if you look closely, there's an actual gun turret underneath it. Now, that resembles the Haunabu flying saucer. However, a lot of these flying saucer Typical flying saucers, you know, the 50s and 60s sort of models are obviously fake. Like I said, Ollie, there's a book here full of fake photographs from the 1950s and 60s. Um, but, yeah, it's hard to tell. I mean, I'm with you, Scott, with this uh, anti-gravity flying saucers that the Nazis developed. If they would have developed it, they would have won the war. They would have won the war. 
we would have all died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll be speaking German, you know. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But Ollie, what was the photograph you wanted to see, mate? What was I, the... I just wanted to show Scott the one with the the contrail behind it. Oh right, yeah, no worries, no worries. Because I think that's really interesting. Like, yeah, you, that I... you never see a UFO in a book depicted as fake with an actual contrail behind it. See that, Scott? Yeah, I think. And where is that level? Where is that from? Uh, that was taken in. Uh, Belgium that was taken in Belgium in 1956 so yeah you can see it's got a contrail yeah which is very unusual yeah, if it was anti-gravity I mean I would um, think it would be something from us if it's got some yeah, yeah yeah definitely <laughs> yeah because we like oh. to build stuff with contrails <laughs> Yeah, Ollie, just put me on full screen. I'm just going to show you because I was going to put this on the Nazi flying saucer pro uh thing that I did with you a few weeks ago. So, this is the turbine driven aircraft that was developed in Germany. And here it is you can see the buildings that there we are, see the buildings underneath there, mm -hmm. and that's a test flight. And this that, is 1940. Does that seat two pilots? No, that's just one seat. seat. Oh, it's one seat. Okay. Yeah. So it's a, basically it's a central cockpit in the middle, but they have piston engines around the side. But from what the record was saying, these were very unstable. This was just like the early yeah. design stage of these yeah, so there's, turbine. There's footage of something very, very similar to that. It's actual black and white footage. And I believe it's two pilots. And it's probably 30 feet around. And it's hovering on the ground, but it's probably about four feet above the ground, but it's unstable and it's black and white footage. I've seen it. I'm not sure where I saw it, but it's oh. super similar to that. Is it um, the Avro car? You've heard the Avro car. It may be. It may be. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting uh, when it comes to man-made aircraft. Uh, Horton. Parabola. Dyslexic mallet. Horton Turbo. Parabola? Parabola? Is that um, Horton Brothers? Maybe the Horton. Sorry, the Horton. Sorry. The Horton, Horton well, that's, that's the beginning of the word paradolia. So maybe that's got something to do with it. Parabola. Yeah. The, wasn't, the Horton craft was the, um, that was the German one with the, from the, from the, oh, oh, okay, it's like okay. the boomerang sort of shaped. Yeah, yeah, and when you yeah. took the wings off and you looked at the thing, it, it looked like whoa. But my my uh my bottom line opinion about the whole uh I made a cartoon actually, Ollie, that went around for a while on Twitter. It was a it was a cell phone stuck in the sand, and it was an analogy. I was making a statement using an analogy, and it was two ants, and one of them said to the other what the hell is that? And the other <laughs> ant said, I don't know, but we'll have some of our engineers come and see if we can back engineer it. And it's a cell phone just sitting in the sand with two ants. So my, that was my analogy to 
us trying to back engineer something that's a thousand years ahead yeah, of us. I love it. You know what I mean? So my opinion is that I think we will maybe derive smaller details from looking at it like materials, what it's made out of. Um, mm -hmm. You know, certain little aspects like that, but not so much, hey, you know, we just back engineered this and we're going to build ourselves a whole fleet of UFOs. You know, it's, I don't, I, I, I can't see that. I can't ever, see it at all. Have you ever asked yourself this? Because, like, I don't know where you sit with this, Scott. Uh, I, I don't know where you sit with it either, Nick or Jeremy. It, I, I'd like to ask Jeremy this because he's, he's scientific, he's got a scientific mind. Um, what if whatever it is what if we we're, we're very wrong about this and it is so fucking old that we we have no clue whatsoever what this is like when they so hypothetically speaking if this person's right about this this object and whatever it is what was the words he used that it was quantum infused he said that this it seems as if this material is manufactured in a quantum environment and is infused with data so data would be somehow infused into material which would mean hypothetically that there's some other way to use this metal because if it has data infused into it you know that's got to be the materials and quantum mechanic quantum, uh, and what quantum, I, can't, I can't even read that word jeremy I'm, i am dyslexic it, also, it? it looks like 2d materials and quadi particles quadi particles. <laughs> i've never heard that Never yeah. heard of quit. <laughs> you science but, guys. You know, a bit of, again, I'm not a scientist, but my well, whole opinion. What, what is the scientists are wrong? Yeah, and and no, what, that, like, that could what, very well what, turn what, out to be. What if we are like it seems like I've never been a religious guy ever. Me neither. But there's something about this day and age that we live in right now with all the shit that's going on in the world that kind of makes me question things. What if whatever they have, and I know Jeremy has his, is, is, is I think you probably do as well, Scott, with Bob Lazar. Is he telling the truth? Is he, is he lying? One thing about that story that forget take Bob Lazar out of the equation. One thing I, I loved that came out was brand new that he'd never said before is that these motherfuckers are uh, from an archaeological dig. What if there's a little bit of a truth there to, to whatever lie has been told? And whatever it is has always been here. It is a plausible thing it is definitely a plausible thing that artifacts have been found and they scurried them away 
you know, and hit him somewhere. I mean, who knows? But I still, because of all the inaccuracies that surround Lazar, I still well, no, think no, that, no, that, that was just like an analogy. I'm not even bringing him into uh, the equation. All I'm saying is what I did like was because one thing I, th I think we even said on the show Fuck, Lazar's never said that before. He has never said they came from an archaeological dig. He's just like gone and thrown that fucking out of his arsehole, you know? He's just gone and yeah. done that. Yeah, I don't and ever I, remember him saying I that. I never remember him saying that. I've watched every single thing that he said. I'm sure so, Jeremy, so Jeremy definitely has. <laughs> yeah, um, so. But I do like it. Whether 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 he threw it out his ass or not, I like it because it. I'll put it this way: I, I, tend um, to, I tend to think a little bit like that these days. I think, what if this whatever it is isn't coming from space? What if it's been here for such a fucking long time? Just well, like your, just like your friend uh, Nick uh, Graham Hancock. Nick's Nick's good friends with Graham Hancock. How good was? Oh, oh, I love Graham. Oh. I, I I found the. Uh, the last thing he just did in the whole controversy over the Netflix thing, I was like, you know what? This guy's got an alternative opinion that's based on some pretty good stuff. Graham's not a stupid guy. He's really sharp. And they just tore him up and down about this Netflix thing. And I was like, you know what? Just keep doing what you're doing. Cause I, I love, yeah. I, I love the fact that he's trailblazed has a different opinion. Some of the stuff that he brings forward is really intriguing, man. Yeah, you know? it is. It's very intriguing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's pretty much on on the money, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I respect I him a lot. He's a good guy. Yeah. I think, I think Dave mentioned this a few times on the on the on the show. I think he wants to be taken more seriously, and with the ev evidence he's put forward, I mean. My, my girlfriend, she's not into the sort of Graham Hancock stuff, and she watched about four episodes, the last four episodes, because of the controversy that was happening. And be, her being a normie, she was watched it and go, oh, actually, he's, all, he's got a point there. And it's like, ah, see? So uh, it, it can change a normal person's perspective. Right. Um, so right. it's a very powerful thing. That's very powerful. And the mainstream yes. media, well, the powers that be don't want that. You have to stick yes. to one narrative. But but we he actually rang me up when during um, all the stuff was happening, and he was being called an anti-Semitic, you know, and all that sort of stuff. As mm -hmm. soon as they start saying that you're white supremacist, uh, anti-Semitic, um, racist, even though his his wife's black, I mean, I, that is the the worst thing I think mainstream media can do. Try to discredit a person by doing that by saying these nasty things. I think it's really sad and pathetic for the mainstream yes. media to do it, but yes. but I hope he gets a season two. I really do, and I know he will. I, I do too. I do too. I super enjoy it. Show. Yeah, and yeah. I and I've read almost all of his books, and uh, you know, I Actually, he, I love he it. Me, I think he's, he's, he's given me he's given he's me one of his books, um, Fingerprints of the Gods. And it's the one he actually wrote notes in it as well. And no, he accidentally oh, give it cool. to me. 
and, it, and he actually signed it for me. He says, oh, this is one I accidentally give you. It's got all my notes in it through using information for other books. I'm like, oh, I'll hold on to that. You know, thank you very yeah. much. You know, yeah. but no, he's, he's such a cool guy. Honestly, the, the, the questions I, I've asked him, you probably got sick of it, to be honest. But yeah, man, we can have these deep conversations. Fascinating guy. But yeah, I'm looking forward to a season two. Absolutely. I think he will be in years to come people like him will be vindicated mm, and mm. science is going to find out that a lot of the things that he said are all true you know yeah yeah it, it's fascinating stuff and the the detail that he goes into you know to try to track things down and it's just i mm. every time he writes something it fascinates me yeah yeah absolutely let's hope he continues but um, I've had a bit of a radio silence from him, but I know he's probably, he spends a lot of time in America. So um, I normally see him, so I'm, I'm his gardener, so I normally see him in the autumn sort of time. But uh, yeah, I'll try and get on, on the show, Ollie. I'll, I'll oh, mate, that would, honestly, that, my nipples would fall off. <laughs> it, it's a nipple episode, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but going back on the extraterrestrial craft, the ancient aspect of it, it's been there for thousands of years. Didn't Ross Coltart say, oh, there's a UFO that crashed and it's so big they had to put a building over it? Well, Ross Coltart, if you're listening, why didn't you bloody tell us? Where's our disclosure then? I mean, how many yeah. people, like, I bet Google Earth went fucking crazy when he said uh, that. It, it, yeah, you, but I posted as a joke because so many people were posting every building they could find. I posted a picture of the basketball hall of fame which is about 20 minutes from my house and it's got a big ball built into the side of the building it's probably i saw that yeah and so i posted that as a joke and i said look i found it it's stuck in this building the basketball hall of fame it's it's, it's kind of funny because all these people on twitter have suddenly become like experts like crime stopping yeah. experts you know yeah. and it's there is there a like true duty to to solve the mystery and i'm thinking god <laughs> it's yeah, entertaining they, i find it entertaining because you're never going to find where, where it is but do, yeah, you, do they, you think that know. that he was he was told that or do you think he made that up you think that was a little he bit of a sneaky up. sneaky he made it up he's got to sell a good story come on this is ufology it has to be entertaining it's, I, it's, it's like it's like with skin like think that a journalist wouldn't uh, well journalists have fucking made a lot of things up over the last three years but i would like to think that he's so i mean <laughs> you know you did you see what i i think i posted it this morning holly the 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 graphic that i made about linda moulton how <clears throat> oh god i've not seen that i've been, yeah, I've been so, so here's my point especially with like pointing out people like that where you can see with the graphic i mean her first documentary which was about um the cattle mutilations this one here yeah it was called a strange harvest oh she my did, god with the computer she, game Jesus. She, won, she won an emmy for that documentary she won an emmy she's right there i found her holding it and then years later goes on to promote this photo and charge money on her website to look at this authentic picture of an alien and which then was she a, asks which was a video game box 
Who, who did she go? She went, Kurt, was it Kurt Jamungles she was on? Yes. And, 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 so she, and she said, that's like, when Kurt, she flipped out. I she can't believe out. you're asking me this. Yeah. She was and, pissed. She was pissed. So, yeah. that photo, so that photo there is what, what she asked him to pay money for. Yeah, it's also in the background of the graphic, too. I blew it up. All right. <laughs> but yes, she, uh, oh. she she claimed that that little paragraph right there in white is what she wrote on her website about it. And it what does that say, Scott? About, it talks about, uh, uh, let's see. We can bring it in big. Yeah, it says. I can't uh, see on the screen. It says John Lavino provided this photograph to Earth Files, which is her website, as his own discovery in the dark, shiny eye of the alien gray being of a reflection that shows the NASA Apollo 17 lander and an alien moon buggy behind the ladder, the lander, with the Earthrise white glow that Levine and Sermer or Kermer were watching when the alien moon buggy showed up. John Levine insists he took this photograph with the high-resolution high Hasselblad camera mounted onto the front of his NASA astronaut spacesuit. So she promoted this thing as a real picture of an alien. It's sad to see that, but you know, it's not surprising to me because there's been many of them that have started out. Like, for instance, we'll take Greer as another one. When he started out, I thought the guy was great. He had well, good intentions. He called that whole gathering of people, I think back in the 90s, 91, 92. Uh, they had that big hearing with all those people. Um, but he's become a known grifter. He charges money to go out and see these UFOs. You know, I mean, uh, Scott, have you ever, have you ever seen have you ever seen Greer with Linda? Yes. Have, yes. you, ever seen, have you ever seen this? It's image? a group photo. There's a famous group photo. I believe it's from the Rockefeller Ranch, if I'm not mistaken. And there's a bunch of Bigelow is standing right there. Yeah, with his arm around Linda. Uh, Greer, next to Greer in the leather jacket is um, Fuller. I think his name is Fuller. He runs a website for UFOs. I think how Leo's interesting that is that though that you, that you've got the the Rockefellers, yeah, with well, all these people. Yeah, well, I mean. They had a huge interest, you know, and that was the link that they always made with Hillary Clinton was that when she was leaving a meeting with one of the Rockefellers, I believe he was holding a book that was about UFOs or something like that, but he's voiced his interest in it. I can't remember which Rockefeller it is, but um, yeah, I think it's on his, yeah, Rockefeller's ranch in Wyoming. Nobody speaks about this. No, nobody yeah. speaks about this. I believe from what I was told, somebody told me a long time ago that Linda was dating Bigelow back then. Yeah, it looks like it. They look, yeah, they, look, they, look, they, look they look pretty friendly. They yeah. 
I'll be honest, Linda looks a little hot back there. Um, that's not so Ollie, much these. Ollie, she was Miss Iowa of 1963. Was she? Bless and her. She's absolutely stunning, stunningly beautiful. Yeah, there's a picture. There's a picture of her holding the awards, and she's wrapped in the ribbons, and she's just beautiful. You know, I mean, again, again, started out with great intentions, did amazing work with the cattle stuff. The documentary is is excellent, excellent documentary. But one researcher said to me years ago, he said a lot of these people. They'll get their, they'll gain their initial fame coming into the subject. And then as the years go on, they feel a need to produce. So they feel a need to keep putting things out to stay relevant. Have you ever asked yourself, though, what if they all got their job back then? When they were right there, they all got given their job. Greer, go do this. Linda, go do this. Bigelow. We'll let you in if you do this. You've already got the money, but we'll let we'll let you we'll let you in the in yeah, the club. Well, do this. I mean, there's nothing to say that couldn't be the truth. If if I'm right, isn't the Rockefeller Foundation is that more banking institution? Um, when people say Rockefellers, they normally say all oh, Freemasons and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, is that I, a more I think so. I think it's banking, financing. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I mean, they're a big family that. Uh, yeah, their family's been yeah. rich for generations, generations. Mm. It's like rich beyond rich. Like. Yeah, very powerful. So what? So what are these UFO people dealing with um, uh, finances? That uh, there, Nick, is the question of the yeah. fucking year. Yeah, he. There is. Uh, yeah, Lawrence Rockefeller. He's the one that's always had an interest in UFOs, apparently since he was a boy. And uh, his name has come up down through ufology a few times, being involved in different projects. Um, he was friends with John Podesta, uh, who was, of course, with uh, Hillary Clinton. Um, you know, so... I'm not sure what he if he's financed anything behind the scenes. I I don't know that much about him. Because mm. it's a big unit family, isn't it? You know, it's not just one or two. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's the whole yeah. Okay. And Bigelow's yeah, very been strange. Bigelow's forget Skinwalker Ranch, but there's been rumors like with Bigelow Airspace that that he's possibly tried to back engineer things. Yeah, I, uh, you know me, Ollie, and I'm not a big fan of Stephen Greer. <laughs> no, just, I know. You know, I, I mean, he is, uh, like I said, started out with amazing intentions. Um, and I think just went off the rails from there. I mean, you, you can see that happen over and over again in ufology. That when somebody comes in and they get you know pushed to the top of the celebrity heap, and then the next thing you know, they the kind of their popularity starts dying off, so they got to keep throwing things out there. And Stephen's done some really, you know, crazy stuff. Oh, man, 
Yo, you guys are hitting on so much stuff. This, all right. So go watch a documentary called Ring of Power. And this was from like years back. Um, but not now, not right now. Not right <laughs> now. <laughs> right now. After the broadcast, but like write it down and put it on your save list. Go look it up. Um, because it will go and and Alex Jones was going into this stuff like years ago, man. And and he was right on the money with some of some of his research, and then he got derailed with all these other fake conspiracies. I remember the Boston bombing happened. I was right here in Boston when that happened. He had hired this reporter from Rhode Island who was a complete freaking joke. This wrestler dude named Dan Bedondi, who was his reporter who went to uh, Boston to go cover that incident. And he was he was entertaining all the David Icke and, you know, all the crazy land conspiracies. Uh, David Icke was right about a lot of stuff, too, way back in the day. And I think they got to him like poison. Even the reptilians. You know, I don't know. The reptilian thing is it's still like. <laughs> That that's one that like you know you you get deeper deeper down the rabbit hole and you like have alien species like infested our government and really you know derailed or or done things and then no you don't need the aliens if you got the Rockefeller family man like look look at the, just look at the history of of uh, what these guys did with Standard Oil. Um, going back to the monopolies that were had to be broken up with the antitrust act you know back in the you know 1800s these guys like they owned all the railroads and they owned all the oil infrastructure which was like basically replaced uh used to used to have didn't have electric lights you used to have light your home with uh lamp oil and the richest city in in the united states of america was right here in massachusetts and it was called new bedford um and it was a whaling city because they used to use whale oil to fucking light your home mm-hmm. um, and then petroleum oil started taking over back in like the 1800s and they, they were like oh kerosene lamps are superior you know there's no smell it's it's purified distilled you know there's all these chemical processes that we've, we've mastered now to like uh you know to refine this stuff so that this you know and kerosene lamps took over until um you know early 19 you know until tesla you know basically electrified the world fair in 1898 um right before the turn of the century and and really uh changed things uh for like electric power and electric lights so this is our 100 year history uh you know we're we're the 1920s was 100 years ago now, and that's when quantum mechanics was being born into um, all and all these new realms of science, which led to the you know most secret operation that's ever happened in the United States, the Manhattan Project, where they developed the atomic bomb. I don't know, go watch Oppenheimer. Uh, and um, I need to see that. I, I, I've not been yet. You know, there's other great movies about the Manhattan Project too. One of them was released right around. Uh, right before Bob Lazar came out with his story, and it's called Fat Man and Little Boy. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you have the time, go back and watch that because it talks about these scientists who were killed on the project and and uh, from cutting into the react, not, you know, cutting into the reactor. They were experimenting with this, uh, this guy named Louis Sloten, if you want to look it up, L-S-L-O-T-I-N. Uh, but Jeremy, why are you on the subject of, of atom bombs the, you guys, 
mentioned the Rockefellers there, man, and that's so key because it, it makes sense that those get people, this picture is Bigelow, Greer, with with them that these were the people that were chosen given these different uh, agendas that they were set to, and I think they kind of forged their own ways in this in in some regard. So, do you think they were given a mission? The book part, right? So Lawrence Rockefeller was later uh, with Hillary Clinton. Uh, Lawrence Rockefeller met with Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that was a different meeting, a different date, and that's when he had the book in her hand. Uh, he gave her a book, and, and she had the book in her hand. She was carrying the 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 book about it. Uh, I, I forget the name yeah, of the book. Yeah, I can't remember it either. But um, someone someone will figure it out, I'm sure, uh, and I'll post it on Twitter uh, by tomorrow because I can figure it out. I know I can. Um, Is there a key to this? Then, do you think, Jeremy? Do you think? With the with these people with the Rockefellers, do you think that, that that there were there was a specific mission? I think there's, uh, you know, Lawrence was kind of a he's kind of a, a black sheep in the in the Rockefeller family, though. You know what I mean? Because you you look at the grandfather and the great grandfather and David Rockefeller and um, so, some of their stances, and, and they have a history of 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 course setting up uh, private institutions. And academics, and you know, hiring a whole bunch of uh, recently graduated grad students and PhDs to form their own prestigious, uh, you know, royal institution. The you know, Rhodes Scholars. I think the Rhodes Scholarship was um, funded uh, by them. Um, you know, Clinton's a Rhodes Scholar. All these guys, all these guys that get tapped into positions of power are then Rhodes Scholars. So there's there's these kind of secret universities that they've set up with these secret organizations. Um, if, if people don't know about this stuff, the Bilderberg Group uh, is one uh, uh, facet. If you get into get into uh, the details of it, the Trilateral Commission, uh, the Co uh, Council on Foreign Relations. Um, you know, read the read Bill Cooper's literature from back in the day, um, and which I think relates to maybe if, if if there is a crash site where they built a, a a building over it, it would have been the one he described <laughs> in one chapter of his book, uh, in Behold a Pale Horse, where where he talks about in, in upstate Pennsylvania somewhere that they had this uh, this crazy craft that he, and he was brought into the they were brought into the place and he said that. The guy in the in the thing says his time on his watch uh, changed uh, because maybe it was the magnetic field. He didn't know, but he he had like an analog watch and it, it went slower for some reason inside. You know, one of those ones you used to tune with the spring and keep the spring um, tension in the spring on, on the watch. So, so you guys are looking into this, like you. I've been looking into this for 20 years, man. I was, I, I've, I've been researching this and, and studying this stuff and, and connecting it back with the Kennedy assassination, the, uh, the, you know, but also you boots on the ground because yeah. the team that you, that, that you work with, you know, they're trying to crack shit, trying to make things happen. Yeah, well, we're trying to push the technology envelope, which is again, I, I said in the chat that these two D quasi particles uh, and and the, like graphene, when you turn it at the magic angle, uh, these two sheets of graphene form these quasi particles that exist in that two D plane, which are superconductive, and it's just like a fucking miracle of nature. Uh, but if you look at it, it's like all the electron orbits are are lined up. 
so that they can all just do this magical dance where they can just share electrons freely across the whole lattice. And that's why it's super conductive. Uh, that's cool. Shit. It's, it's, uh, I think, I think Edgar Fouché talks about that. If I'm right, well, that... talked about this too. He said, he said that the technology was freaking built up from the, the, you know, atom by atom, like connected and stuff. So Bob Lazar had sources. Okay. I don't know. Like he, he, he had some real stuff in his testimony. So like he, he talked to some real people, John Lear and Gene Huff uh, and the guys that he was hanging out with. Uh, <laughs> Gene Huff was in real estate in, in Nevada and, and got houses and, and, and stuff for all kinds of military air force contractors. He was, he helped move all the, like get, I think he knew someone who knew the deal, who closed the deal on that whole lot uh, where T.D. Barnes worked with all the other guys that were into boating. They bought out, they, they literally bought out a, a, a community, a whole, a whole street and a whole neighborhood on, on this one drive on this, on this lake. And uh, they, that's where they housed all the people that they had working at Area 51 for that 15 year period. And that's what they do. They like, they'll get a bunch of guys that like boats and they'll move them into this neighborhood. You know, and th they have all these real estate s s setups and, and stuff like set up for, for uh, you know, so that basically you're only hanging out with the guys that you're working with and you li only live in your neighbors of the guys you're working with and nobody fucking knows about it. Um, but the intelligence agencies of, of other countries, I'm sure, have gotten on to this stuff um, by now because uh, it's it's been out for years. Uh, but. It's 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 just crazy to think about that. That's how they operated. It's it's like it's a tight knit community, who of the people that are out at Area Fifty One working on this stuff. I'm right and, by saying that you that you you got into some of this because of Bob Lazar. See, you was a big believer in Bob Lazar. Yeah, and, yeah. and I know you've gone back and forth, but he was the mother of this conspiracy that the government is hiding reverse engineering of alien technology, right? He is, mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah. he, one that kind of was like Area 51 blew the kind of helped blow that out of the water. But not only did he blow what they were doing out of the water at the time, which, you know, they were building a lot of top secret stuff out there, you know, like and, and doing a lot of top secret research on a lot of crazy things. This was the, the Reagan SDI program, Star Wars era um b2 bomber so there's black triangles flying around there's fucking lasers there's uh you know pl laser induced plasmas there's uh microwave uh L lake marabou was you know working for the u.s navy with their lasers shooting uh, microwave things up with project sky vault uh using microwave uh lasers to um boost spacecraft there's you know people were seeing all kinds of stuff and and uh and it's just crazy that the stuff that we're seeing now is how many generations later, this was the eighties we're talking about. It's, it's 23 now, this is 40 years ago. Um, so the stuff we're, we're seeing out there today, you know, the skeptics like Mick West and all these guys will be like, Oh, it's, you know, just completely normal. You know, they would have been the guys back then, you know, poo-pooing um, people seeing black triangles and, you know, being like, you didn't see that. Like it, or it's, it's gotta be, you know, a, a misidentified bird or something, seagull, you know, a big giant crow. Uh, so listen, so, you're in the so I'll just let me interrupt Ali. I got to get going. Scott, it's been a pleasure, mate. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, so uh, nice to meet all you guys. Um, 
Jeremy, you're nice to meet you, Scott. Jeremy, you're you're still in Massachusetts. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, I live like 20 minutes outside of Springfield. Dude, I, I gotta hit a couple people up that that hit me up too that I want to meet up. We're gonna do I'm gonna do like a meetup um out here somewhere soon and uh, get people together. That that'd be, cool. be in, that'd be interesting. That would be great. Get like all uh, right. Well, I'll let you guys go. I'll see you all later. See you later, Scott. Thanks for joining us, mate. Appreciate right, cheers, it. Scott. Yes. So, so Jeremy, Jeremy, we're we're doing a documentary on Bob Lazar. Um, I I think I've sent you a trailer for it, for the intro. But Stu, who's doing some of the editing, would like to. We'd like to get you on for some of the parts, but that's the conversation after the show. Sorry, oh, Nick. I didn't give you enough good material just now. You can just edit that in. Right? No, you, you, yeah, you, you did. <laughs> but there's this, this, this definitely this, this some stuff that we'd... I, I think you're one of the guys that I would definitely like to get some information from that I respect the most out of it, most of the people in this but field. Gene still believes the story, and he's, he wants to come out, man, and, uh, and talk to somebody at some point because um, he hasn't done an interview in, like, 30 years, and he was, like saying how like uh i don't know it's just uh it's just crazy uh he he knows a ton about this the whole he was in he was right in the circle of all this stuff man i would love to like get him on for an interview so i've been trying to get him to come out of his shell and come on for an interview i don't know when he'll be ready to do that and uh and what's exactly going on with all of it but he still what he still says you know there's a couple of reasons he believes bob and and i'm like all right well you know like i'd love to you know see because there's so much that's been out to discredit him you know and it's like well i've picked up on a lot of that because i was in you know with friends with some people that got in the lear camp and and knew some of uh, john lear and and some of these people zorgon from the old uh forums and and uh and stuff like that um the um anyways uh these guys um kind of pioneered a lot of that stuff and i think that it would be great to get their, their uh you know john dead you know but gene huff man he's i'm like telling him like yo you gotta like you gotta like put something on the record man it's been too long and 100%. it's if if you want to defend the story, you know, like then do it, you know. But if you if you come out and like be the key to be like, all right, well, this is because he knows stuff nobody knows. You know, this guy knows stuff that nobody's knows and no one's ever told and talked about. You know, we've been over all the stuff and he, and then other people point out, you know, hey, you don't know how much of that's disinformation. You know, say this guy did work on this stuff. There'd be a huge campaign to discredit him and like, and, and totally throw people off the story and fabricate an entire like uh, fake past about him. If they did delete his records from MIT, you know, like uh, if he didn't attend an MIT, it was like some kind of, I don't know, uh, put like secret project where he was there under a different student's name. You know, he would have to have attended records and attended school under someone else's name, but he never mentioned mm -hmm. that detail. So that kind of like throws me off, um, along with a lot of other things that I've pointed out. And I went loose on the concrete podcast and got a lot of enemies. Well, you're brilliant on that, by the way. Yeah, that was great. Great. A great podcast. Um, I, I thought like I got a lot of hate and a lot of people saying bad things, man. I was just like, 
know, that's, got, that's gonna happen when you destroy somebody else somebody else's hero yeah i guess you know i went on uh uh tom uh fessler's fessler's podcast and he's he was talking about um i had some guy like randomly just start bashing me for you know saying that i was the disinformation agent and i'm like you know if i am man it'd be pretty that'd be pretty crazy um and i'm just a researcher and i've got a lot of background experience in physics and, and math and i had kurt jamungle on my show like i said a couple of years i love kurt he's fucking awesome but he didn't know who hal put off was he didn't know who Kurt didn't i named i i told him like 20 of the scientists who were like the real bob lazars in uh in that podcast and he didn't know who any of them were i wasn't familiar with any of their work and i said well man you got like two years of deep rabbit hole research if you're gonna read all their papers and really dive in uh so good luck but that's what uh you kind of are going to need to get up to speed with a lot of this background research and the, the, the physicists who have been working on it and he actually put out a documentary you know going back way back into the history in you know, the 1950s with lewis witten's research you know glenn glenn l martin company had hired lewis witten and early on he was working on um uavs like uh, remote controlled drones for the for the uh glenn martin company which became martin marietta which became lockheed martin right um he was working on this stuff in 1945 ni to 1947 like he was on this drone project to basically build remote control uh airplanes that could, they could fly without pilots and then from there he in the 50s he had gotten into this whole top secret gravity um research project where they were trying to you know crack anti-gravity and uh and it's all documented and it's all there and it's it's legit and he, he, he lewis witten himself is interviewed at this panel of physicists and at this one thing and he talks about it so there's video documentation of it you know so i i gave everything i had uh and and more you know I'm not the only one that's been researching the stuff or that found all this stuff. A lot of other researchers like Eric Weinstein uh, has been, you know, leading the charge into a lot of this stuff. Uh, and um, it's great that his brother, Brett, is going to have me on the podcast on Monday to debate. Oh, brilliant. I'm going to debate uh, Michael Shermer <laughs> of Skeptic Magazine. I need to see more debates. Like, 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 oh, this will be but, fun. <laughs> Nick, you, 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 were, you were about to... I need to, I need to let the cat out. He's scratching like a motherfucker at that door. You can ask Jeremy something. So so yeah. Oh, Jeremy, it's amazing to speak to you. I've been watching your videos for quite a long time, man. Yeah, it's awesome that finally speak to you. But the question I want to ask you, as the theme of the episode, do you think we've got extraterrestrial craft and back engineer it, or do you think it's something man-made? Because you're talking about the technology, the drone technology. Yeah, there's so much of this stuff where I'm finding, you know, like, oh, did we invis we we invisibility technology? Did we in reverse engineer that from alien technology? And it mm. turns out it came from Operation Paperclip. The Nazis oh, really a the Nazis built uh, these things called anechoic tiles, 
All right, I'll post that in the chat if I can. Um, yeah, yeah. Because a lot, a lot of my line of research is the Nazi flying saucer programs during World War Two. Now I'm in the spec in the camp of that they didn't build flying saucers, anti gravity flying saucers, but they tested these turbine driven aircraft. But I'm quite interested to watch you saying, um, what are they called again? Let me see here. Uh, it's I'm going to post it right here in the chat. Here, uh, I don't know if this is the right. This is not the right thing. Um, it's A-N. I can't do it. I'll post it in the private chat here. Sweet. Yeah, that's great. All right. Anechoic um, tile. If you could post that in the, in the chat for everyone to look up. And there's a sub called the uh, U-480, I think it is. U yeah, that's it. U-480. Um yeah german submarine u480 and post that in the chat as well uh so the germans had this submarine and, and apparently that they had taken out the ship in the english channel and then they went down and hid and they were trying to find this fucking thing they, they knew they were there and they couldn't they couldn't detect them you know so the, the germans actually set up a big uh a, a big barrage of uh mines on either side of the channel you know and they said that we're just going to block the whole channel off only local traffic going back and forth across the, the channel from england to france is going to be allowed and, and nothing's going to be allowed through the channel it's all going to be bombs so they, they they eventually caught the sub when it was trying to leave because uh it ran into the uh, minefield um so that they, they were able to sink it and then they they noticed like oh wow it's got these tiles on it with uh, these holes in it periodically drilled and the, the spacing between the holes was the wavelength of the uh, English radar system so that it, it would uh, be a metamaterial that would uh, absorb the radar uh, and, and not give When it was this? <laughs> I mean, that'd be like early 40s, I would imagine. Jesus Christ. 40s. 40s, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's kind of mind-blowing that, wow, we had metamaterial. Am I right by... We figured this out back in the 40s. Like, uh, was it how who the whole the whole metamaterial thing like to in the ufology world like that came out kind of from ttsa with halper off is that right am i totally wrong there that so ttsa and hell put off was only 2018 i i know but i but that's when i started to hear it like starting to trend the word metamaterials uh, i'd yeah. never heard it before that it's kind of crazy because I was uh, talking about metamaterials and I have videos on my channel to prove this. Uh, That's because you're the man. You know, I was talking about these things in interview, I, and I interviewed uh, some people that were, uh, well, I went and there was a whole thing on invisibility that was put on it at uh, a local university here in Boston. Uh, I mean, it was actually in Worcester right here where i'm working now wpi and uh this australian there's an australian professor i gotta find his name and figure that out because i can you could you could maybe link up with him uh down there um but he gave on this whole presentation about invisibility and like cloaking technology and and i went to it as a uh college you know sophomore or whatever and uh i was and i re recorded it and, and made sure i like I, I put down all the sources and, and like 
started looking into all those people and like doing research on this. And that was, you know, back in like before I, I started the alien scientist channel, that was probably like, you know, maybe 2008, 2000. It was probably around, right around the same time I started the channel. I got to look back on that because that was some old early stuff. So like I, and that's kind of like un, underground. It was a, it was actually a packed lecture hall. There was a ton of people there that were interested in what he was talking about, you know, but I was the only one there with a camera and, uh, but I was like determined to like, you know, memorize all this shit and get it down, you know. Um, anyway, so, so I missed the question that Nick asked because I, I went to let the cat out of the bag. Um, yeah, but, I asked whether if, if there's if he Jeremy thinks, believes if there's extraterrestrial craft in possession being reverse engineered or there's something that that's been man made. You know? Yeah. I, I, I want to go back back to like I, I, I did love to believe that that, that we've because you got to think like the 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 Roman Catholic Church existed for how long and anything that didn't agree with the Bible was blasphemy for centuries. Um, so it would have been confiscated by the you know and it'd be it would be in a vault somewhere in the Vatican archives, which I'm convinced it, it probably has more alien technology than area 51 if such a thing does exist and there really? might be such an old order it, it, you know you gotta look at like the like this knights templar they were protecting some kind of there was this secret order that was in charge of protecting some kind of secret and it was in charge of you know keeping that secret from all the rest of humanity forever and you know um and that kind of thing is it, it would be i would i would say it's it's got to be much more ancient you know like we you know bob bobasar recently talked about the ancient dig and and things like that um it makes sense that it would be uh you know more ancient and that that uh you know the vatican would have more stuff than than area 51 if it, if it did if this kind of stuff did exist and was recovered over the decades um the other uh thing is that some of it could be lying right in front of our face and we don't even we don't see it yet um for example carbonado diamonds only appear in two places in the entire world and that's central african republic and bolivia and they they're nowhere near kimberlite pipes and they're not formed at kimberlite pipes and uh they were deposited here somewhere and um they show interesting structures and it, they're also in um conjunction in, in the part of brazil um south america um wait no this is is bolivia or brazil i gotta look that up can make sure the carbonados are the same as this other thing um because um so this is this is a a, a very red diamond but this is a if you were going to build your spaceship you'd probably build it out of diamond you know why not it's it's super reflective and resistant to external radiation like your van allen um, radiation belts and um all the external uh, cosmic rays and stuff and it's also super fucking strong it's so you know that's what's always got got so if something's travel if you're gonna let's say that they they are not traveling uh in like dimensionally and they are traveling at faster than the speed of light. Mm. The, the question I have there is, how do you stop whatever's in front of you? Because they're, they're in space, there are bits, you know, and there's little bits of rock and stuff like that. 
And mm. I, I saw somebody put a YouTube video out there that what would happen if a pin hit the earth at the speed of light. And that wasn't, I mean, unless he's, unless he's full of shit and he doesn't know what he's talking about, but that was, that was, that was a, a big, a big bang. And, and so imagine, stuff, imagine, a lot of stuff, so, of stuff hits the surf, you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how, if what I'm saying is, how would you, if something's going at the speed of light, let's, let's just, because you must have looked at this. If, what, they, what, if they're getting here at the speed of light, how are they, or if we're going to venture out at the speed of light, how are we going to de deflect anything that we're going to hit? If we are back engineering it to go get beyond the speed of light, I mean, you're thinking conventional physics and, and, and conventional routes of transport through space. But if these things are breaking the speed of light, then they're obviously not doing that. Um, so one of the methods of information transfer could be, you know, with light itself and quantum entanglement, like, you know, lasers, uh, where you could quantumly entangle to another position in, in a distant point in space, because what is light itself? And, and what happens when you take a metamaterial that can trap light and you pump tons and tons and tons of light into it until you break the Schwinger limit and get all these nonlinearities in the vacuum and, and physics that we don't currently have models to understand in our physics. So when you start doing those kind of things, you might be able to open up, you know, dimensional wormholes. Are you saying that's what would need you would need? The simple answer for my peapod brain would be: Do we need to open up a wormhole to be able to travel? Yes. Or is it, is it, or is, so it's not possible to travel at the speed of faster than the speed of light in one direction because you will hit shit and you will die. Well, the shit that's in your way is has a refractive index. It has a you know a permeability and permittivity, which cause us to measure a speed of light as as this constant, you know, because free space has this you know constant in it. But if you're interacting just purely between two points in, in space that could be distant, and you're using pure light um, for that, it, you are could, you talking about bending it like that and going straight yeah. through? Yeah, it's like bending the page. It's it's basically like you, you shine this. You're shining. You're creating this coherence and light between these two points. Which um, basically, if you, if you look at it, everything in our reality is mediated by um, light. You know, the electromagnetic force holds you know everything together. It's what reflects off of all the objects and give them gives them color and texture and uh, everything around you all the information that you're seeing with your eyes is based on this electromagnetic interaction of materials so if you have these advanced materials that interact with light on a different level uh, you get these these non-linearities and you could entangle two points in distant space um you might be able to traverse uh, you know open up a wormhole between those two spots where you could just simply like slip through where where the the permittivity and permeability between those two points in space becomes nothing but what would you need to do something like that you need these um you need these uh space-time metamaterials 
like uh, that work on beyond the terahertz range that go down to that that terahertz range where the electronic meets the photonic. And how would you explain it to somebody like I, I I'm five years old? Same here. <laughs> so uh, this is yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, how would how would you how because I, Jamie, I've got, I, I, I know what you're, I know the stuff that you're doing and I, and I know, you know, you're, 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 you're a guy that is about science, but if, if we was to make something like that, how would you explain it? Like I'm a child. Cause that's, you're going to have to, you have to break that down. Like I'm a child. Yeah. The, um, it's going to have to like, you have to think of, of uh, you know, everything is, is a web that's woven by photons, which is light interaction. And if you have super intense light interaction between two points in space, um, it breaks and it breaks this sort of space time constant where you start getting there's there's basically a, a breaking point to the the, the space time itself it's called the schwinger limit it's called and, and it's where pair production and happens you know particles can be anything can be pulled out of the vacuum real particles physical things can be manifested from nothing from literal space itself this is quantum mechanics and in that quasi particle realm you can you could essentially link two points in space informationally. So basically whatever's that, so the whole, so, so the web is space. You push on the web. You're not only put, you're not just pushing an actual piece of nothingness. You're actually pushing everything inwards to go outwards. I think of everything like a quantum computer program and it's like we, we have this physics that's programmed into our quantum computer and it's based on all these you know particle interactions of, of things in, in in real space and there's this gravity field which is caused by this more photonic interaction between your atoms and the earth itself because it's, it, there's tons of atoms below us and uh those interactions cause a warping of the space time um, so that's what gravity itself is. So if you were to um, shine a ton and ton of light between, you know, two quarters, for example, you know, you get your two, your two flying saucers and uh, you start blasting tons of light uh, in between them. You can entangle these two points where they're quantum mechanically, you know, asymmetric potentially. And, and then uh, there's, there's uh, weird quantum laws that that can take over. So quantum mechanics we can become macroscopic at that level if, if, if you can use this these groups through metamaterials. Like metamaterials, you surround yourself in, in this invisibility cloak, essentially, and you pump all your light into a distant point in space. Um, it might be possible to, you know, warp the space time that's the only way I, th I can see of it working um physically and that would make sense with a lot with quite a few of these observations too um, but, what company do you see or whom would you see have anything close to that 
on earth? Well, if you um, had to guess, the people that would have to have the, you know, they would have to be close to, you know, right, right state, and and, um, and also the U.S. Air Force and NASIC, you know, National Aerospace Intelligence Center. That's kind of the hub for all of this intelligence and research. So there's somebody there. I don't know if it's the per head person in charge. Usually isn't, um, but there's somebody there in the direct understaffing that knows that would have to know something. You know, if I was going to do a witch hunt, if I, if you say I was, what do you believe? I worked for AOC and Matt Gates, and or you know, I had to like come up with this this plan to 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 flush this out of our government and where it was. I would suspect you'd start there, and I would look in the surrounding proximity of you know government contractors who have handled this stuff and who have who have the clearances, and I and I'm, Battelle is definitely a top of my list. They've not responded to my email requests you know asking information about this um and they're just an interesting organization Mattel. their background they're right in columbus ohio which is you know 45 minutes from dayton so it's a short drive from why do you suspect this company? they're a short drive from uh you know where the roswell debris was brought in the 1940s right after that they started doing research into how to analyze you know complex titanium alloys of unknown origin you know by dissolving it in car uh, uh chlorine tetracarb uh carbide and burning it off in this solution they, they dissolve it in chlorine and burn it and and uh basically measure the off gases so that they were you're dealing with indestructible materials like these witnesses reported from roswell this this so, was in how you roswell 1946 am i right by saying that 1946 49 49, 49. second so, progress report by battelle it, it it outlines this 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 research that was done by them and it's when it, did they do the research what year did they do the research 49 just you know yeah 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 yes so roswell was was roswell 46 47 yeah so you think about this kind of stuff they would have hidden it figured out a way to hide it away for at least a year or two make sure everything was safe and good and and then then they'd slowly hire other contractors people you know who knew kind of stuff to analyze it and see what they would come up with in, in, in these discreet ways. And the guy who did the report for Battelle I, I testified, you know, said some weird things to his family members before he died and other things uh, that this, that he was given pieces, which he thought were alien technology and told to work on this stuff. So that would be how they would do it, you know, very discreetly through these, you know, very trusted military contractors. Patel built the demon cores for the Manhattan Project. They had the highest clearances. They were uh, some of the best metallurgists in the world. So they would have been the people I would have uh, chosen right away to give this material to in 47. And then you look at what happened from there. They had all these physics groups 
that they hired to do research into anti-gravity and try to come up with a solution, including Richard Feynman, you know, the top scientists from the Manhattan Project, um, one of the top scientists from the Manhattan Project anyway, um, alongside uh, guys like um, John von Neumann, who very interestingly wrote a paper on von Neumann space probes, a self-replicating space probe. When did he write that paper? October 1947. So just months <laughs> after Roswell, he, you know, uh, one of the top, uh, you know, scientists who worked on the Manhattan Project and would have been one of the guys I would have brought out to Roswell to kind of be like, what the heck is this thing and what is it doing? Uh, writes a paper on self-replicating space probes. Um, I, then, you know, there you have uh, guys like um, Robert Sarbacher. Sarbacher, uh, he testified to like a, a newspaper up in I don't know if it was Canada or Niagara Falls or something where he was living at the time that, you know, he was, he was a physicist working on this stuff and that he had been exposed to alien technology. And he wrote some of the first uh, textbooks and stuff and, and, and books on excitons and, and polariton physics, which are like the, the first kind of group theory approach to um, the, the, the quantum mechanics of these quasi particles of what's going on inside of uh, semiconductors, for example, you know, and, and, and semiconductor physics to simplify it all for engineers to be able to engineer, you know, circuits and, and, and components for chips out of this, this stuff. So I thought that, that was uh, that's very interesting and curious that one of the guys who was a pioneer in these so sort of uh, quasi particle foundation theory. Um, was telling <laughs> newspapers that he was uh, part of some reverse engineering projects. So they, they, if they have this sort of thing, it's been super secret and it's only been a few scientists who are really exposed or get access to this stuff. Um, and they only get access to one side of it or a little bit at a time. It seems um, they're given different pieces of the puzzle to analyze. So, but anyways, uh, yeah, it's it's it's. I think it, I think there is a cover up and a program, and it's 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 just obvious if you dig into the physicists and the and the scientific literature of the people that were involved in it. You know, it's all documented. It's all fucking there. I don't know. I don't know what more to say. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it out as best I can for Michael Shermer on Monday, and <laughs> hope you, that you, I, you got him. On, you've got him on a Monday. Yeah, yeah, man. I hope I, I'm 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 like lifting weights all weekend. <laughs> I'm gonna be doing some crazy research, getting ready for this one. I'm looking forward to that, mate. Absolutely, yeah, definitely, awesome. Yeah, I gotta get a whole uh, list of stuff together. So I I, I just don't want to get caught up on bullshit. This is so much bullshit, and it's like, yeah, we agree on that. We, let's move on. You know, like. <laughs> Did you, did you ever look because because Nixon Nick does a lot a lot of uh, research on the 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 Nazi um, UFO tech like the 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 stuff that was literally just like propeller stuff oh, yeah, that, yeah, talking about the Hanabu and all that stuff yeah uh, like, did, did you did you look do you think 
there any was of what we do could just be that started the whole Hannibal rumor and like it just took on a life of its own from there uh it can be traced back to like a french tabloid magazine the first Hannibal thing and uh one of the first guys to really talk about in the u.s was a uh, george adamski and um his whole theory of the three gravity amplifiers that worked in this thing and um yeah it's true because the the actual hanabu um alleged hanabu flying saucers that the germans built looks exactly the same as just george Samsky flying saucer yeah it so, look exactly the same yeah. honestly it's, it was generated in, in a late it, it came out later um you know, the Foo Fighters were a different technology, I believe. It was like an early uh, way of making plasma in the air, like a countermeasure. And I don't know if it mm -hmm. was the coils or, um, you know, bifiler coils or different, uh, you know, th ways of generating plasmas and electrical plasmas. But it, it seems to me like that that's more like uh, than likely. Um, seen as where they they formed in the vortex sections behind like, like the plane the wings and, and like follow the plane on the wing tips and uh, other things so it might be like high voltage electrostatics that were just charging the, the air, surrounding air and then it caused these um effects and that the pilots would freak out over um i don't know i, I want to do some experiments on that though like because i have some theories on that and that, that would be e easy to test you know we could just take a tesla coil in a wind tunnel and and uh you know run some experiments and see if you can't generate that kind of stuff um but you know you can make that if you cross two laser beams of course lasers weren't invented until the 1960s so that kind of rules them out of the, the foo fighter cases you know like what do you have a klystron you know the, the varian brothers working on klystrons you can't, it's not enough power to to, to generate that that sort of plasma in the air even if you pointed mm. 50 of the things together um maybe maybe there's a way to do it with light and mirrors you know maybe if well, you there's, mirrors. there's one specific document that's declassified from the fbi and it is one scientist who was developing i believe these food fighters because he gives a specific fuel mixture in his document it doesn't say who the scientist was um but it literally would say the fuel mixture that was used and it possibly the thing is that the scientific literature is like the big hole in the whole puzzle used for this where is the who was working on it you know where's the documentation and is it you know maybe it was so secret that it's been covered up and and super hidden you know that's always a possibility mm -hmm. so it's like yeah you don't have much to go on there uh it's because it seems like the Germans were developing some really advanced technology. They had the Horton brothers developing the wings that were that were just naturally anti-stealth, and then also the, you know, you have you know the the anechoic tiles with that invisible submarine that I mentioned before, U four eighty, and uh, yeah, you have like a lot of different interesting technologies that overlap in that time period that could explain a lot of the background in the current you know ufos that we're seeing now it's just yeah. yeah nick there was there was there was one in in our first interview that, that you that you spoke about that i've always been intrigued with but i i i i'll be honest with you at first i thought it was 
was it uh, something that flew about? But you said, no, it wasn't. It was actually something that, that you think they used possibly stationary, and that's the bell. And that's something that's been floating about. Every, yeah. whenever, whenever anybody discusses Nazi UFOs, people bring up the bell. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, whole idea, Einstein-Carton theory and torsion physics, right? So you, have, you rotate physics, yeah. plasma, this plasma, you get this um, mercury mercury, and you plasmasize it. So mer mercury, if you didn't know, GE did a bunch of research on this in the U.S. with a guy named um, Henry William Wallace, believe it or not. Uh, same, you know, Henry William Wallace, he was named after the, the Scotsman there. And... Um, in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, you can look up. He, he invented. He has several patents. You can look up on look his name up on the patent uh, search, Google patent search. But um, Valley Forge, PA, he he worked on this thing with GE because GE has light bulbs, of course, you know, mercury uh, vapor bulbs, right? So they have a, a little mer mercury in a in a thing. Put a bunch of uh, electricity over it, and it starts fluorescing. You know. Mercury is an interesting thing. If you actually, if you actually get in, in a really dark place, and you have a vial of mercury and you rotate it, it will produce light. Really? Oh, really? All right. And it's also magnetic. So, like, if you put a magnet on mercury, it will. It, 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 you put it in a magnetic field, you can get it to rotate in the right magnetic field. So, well, the idea of the idea of the bell project is that they're shooting this with globs of electricity. I mean, enough of electricity to power Berlin in this, we say, counter rotating uh, mercury plasma. Yeah, uh, rotating. Uh, you twist in that plasma as that thing's spinning around in that circle in a, in a in a torus, right? Then you start twisting it. At, yeah. At, and and charging it with super uh energies man yeah there's some definitely uh <laughs> definitely some dangerous research that i would like to perform but unfortunately that's like uh, you're gonna have to have a state-sponsored project for something like that because just to get the permit around the permitting to run that kind of a a thing yeah. oh my god it's an you know do you boys believe it existed yeah i do a hundred percent I, I but the, the Nazis were uh, they were so advanced. I, I can't stress how enough how they were ahead of uh, ahead of their time. Honestly, when it comes to technology, it blew them everyone yeah. out of the water. You know, what, what, what do you think America wanted to snag those scientists? Bring you know, <laughs> you know that that's where yeah, a lot I, of them went. Right? Uh, Russia got half of them too. They had their own Bojenka mm -hmm. or whatever the the the, the their own operation paperclip. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. So half of Why were they so advanced, though? Was that just? Is that just? Just they were they were they they were the, the ultimate race, or did they get it from somewhere? Well, this is clever. Thing the real society and some of that, uh, you know. Idea <laughs> oh God! The, yeah, they have this. Uh, yeah, this Illuminati. You know, the, the Knights Templars and the Bavarian Bavarian Illuminati. So the Illuminati uh, originated out of Bavaria originally so you have this um these secret societies again going back to like ancient times which you know apparently sat on or possessed some forbidden knowledge or ancient secrets from these you know mystery schools and whatnot so there's that that whole rabbit hole that you could go down um 
I want to go get something to eat because I just got home, but I just couldn't help from jumping in because I wanted to like. Well, we've gone way over, Jeremy, but you know, I appreciate you coming on, fella. Uh, listen, Jeremy, we just check out the the messages I've sent you because we'd like to. I think Stu would like to. Uh, we're doing a documentary. I sent you the trailer. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, and and I think it's just a few words we want because. I think we want to tackle both ends of the Bob Lazar case. So it's not a case of just putting out what Bob Lazar said. We want to get the the people that have got information like yourself as yeah. well. So we put in out both both ends of the stick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I think you're the best person for it. I hope so, and I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I started my YouTube channel because no one else is doing that. No one else was doing like this kind of stuff, and I was like, man, you know, I, I, I think I could have something to add to this because I've done it. I hope, I hope, uh, <laughs> I hope the research I have done isn't for nothing because it's, it just, uh, it would, it would be a shame if all this, this stuff is just a bunch of hooey and it's like the military playing psyops on us and, and stuff. Cause I always worry about that too. And, uh, because some of it is just, you get into it, the, the, the blue beam and the, you know, what they can do with fakery and, and everything. Um, but then again, it's like, I have hopes for, you know, us traveling to the stars and, and inventing warp drives and going beyond conventional physics too. So, um, but you know, as far as Bob Lazar, I can, I can say what I've found in my research and the researchers that I've learned from. Um, I would love for we, you guys. We have your research, but we'd rather have you say it rather than just take it. Yeah, we got to work it out because for a documentary, I need to like get it on 4K and, and high def audio. And it's all that. in 4K, it's in high def. Yeah, so we'll have to sit down. Check out, check out the trailer, brother. And uh, thank you. Studio set up so I can do stuff like that and, and so I can get those kinds of things for you. Um, yeah, I'll work on that and, and we'll talk behind the scenes a little bit more about that. That would be awesome to be involved in something like that. And I, I appreciate you inviting me on that. No worries, mate. All right, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been good. Um, I there's so much more we could talk about, man. Uh, I just need Jeremy. To I, honestly, mate, you're welcome on here anytime. Find you fascinating. You're good. You you're a good lad. You've been in a long yeah. time. It's been wicked. Yeah, no, it's good stuff because you know everyone's done all that research, and it's good to look into. You know, say, wow, you know, um, you read, you know the whole history of the new world order and the, and the, the Illuminati bloodlines, this whole thing. Wow. You know, you, you, the, the history of the federal reserve bank, how all these banking families that were all connected throughout history and have run the world for the last thousand years. When you need to come on our Rockfin show. <laughs> we, we, we've got alien on it. Rockfin. We're about, we're about to, I think just going over 300 subscribers. You definitely need to be on that because there's a lot of things we can't say on this platform that we say on there yeah yeah right you start talking about a lot of that stuff they like they're like oh boy oh boy oh boy i can oh. remember when you got taken out yeah well it's, it's yeah i gotta get uh move out to some other platforms too man i just i need like i need to hire some young savvy people that are into all that so I can't you need to come on our rockfin channel and we'll get your rockfin 
Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Rockfin's awesome, mate. That is, it's lit. I like Rumble, but Rockfin is literally conspiracies. That's all yeah. it is. There's this new one, pill.net uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Um, but the, I just, if you look at the Rockfin app, it's it's unreal. It's in the link in the description, people, but it's a good app. Like, you know, like YouTube Premium, like when you when you just shut it down, it runs in the background. So when, yeah. you're, when you're on a drive, you listen to it, and your phone's just blacked out. That's what the Rockfin does. It's good. And it's all just conspiracy theories. That's all it is. <laughs> So there you go. Stuff. All right. Stuff. Yeah, I'll have to join you on there for sure. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, look into some of that information. I and uh, let me know if I'm wrong with anything, or if you find anything that I don't know about, and please send it to me. The Alien Scientist at gmail.com is my email. And it will be in the description. I will put it on. I didn't know you were going to come on, but it will. Your channel will go in the description. Yeah, my channel. People should know who the you, the fuck you are, though. I mean, come on. I hope so, man. I hope it's like I worry about the censorship and the shadow ban, and then like I go live, and then like I'll be like, "Why well, I got one hundred twenty thousand subscribers, but only two hundred people watching?" And some of these other channels like got that's like, because you fucked yourself in the ass when you yeah, started man. talking about the those two things that went down that they shouldn't have done. Yeah, yeah. I well, I know a lot about those things, and they they they're yeah. very. They don't like people knowing about that information. You know, I've been, I don't know if I can even mention certain events. So we're going to get into JFK and some of the older conspiracies on, Mate, on the Shermer. Please um, come on the rock fin, honestly. Don't sit on here. Don't you fuck me. I'm going on Dark Horse with Shermer, dude. It's This is going to be epic on Monday. I can't wait. Um, I'm going to, uh, I wonder what he's going to have to, what, what his responses to some of the stuff is going to be. I just like, I can't. I can't he's wait. Become, he's a bit. He's become open-minded in the past because I know Graham Hancock said to me that he they've gone back and forth talking about the last interview that they had on Joe Rogan. It's Michael yeah, Shermer. Oh, by the way, Hancock. Next well, was Graham Hancock. That's that's a true story, long story, but he's good friends with Graham Hancock. Awesome man. And Graham said to me, he actually showed me the tweet. Actually, Michael Shermer actually apologized to Graham. For, for this uh, scientific artifact that was found, like a, a, an ancient city, and it actually be found out to be true. To be so, Michael Schumer, he's he's swindled his ways. I think it'd be an interesting interview to see what he would say. Um, well, send me that because I want to. I want to know about that. I want to ask him about that. Anything, anything you anything anybody has like that, mail it to me, send it to me, please. Because I I'm going to. I want to. I want to like. I want to hit him with everything, yeah. It's <laughs> so that's this Monday. Yes. What time? You know it. I want to. Yeah, it's. Uh, um, I don't know if it's going to be live. I, I don't know when it's going to be broadcast. I don't think it's going to be live. I think it's going to be pre-recorded. So I don't. It's not going to be. I get live. that. But anyways, yeah. Looking forward. Okay. To that. Send me anything you have, uh, please. Um, I would love to see that in and and Graham. Uh, I hope uh, he's heard of my work as well, and I and I, and I definitely have heard of his, and and uh, he's got some great ideas because yeah, it, the the ancient past is, you know, even the recent past is like uh, is questionable. What the, the alternative history narratives on that? So I, you can't imagine the ancient ancient past. So, and uh, I love all that that stuff um so does my brother we, we we geek out about all that stuff we get 
uh, up in New Hampshire, they have the old, the first Stonehenge uh, from the mound people. They have like uh, the, you know, the American Stonehenge right here. And uh, some interesting uh, art, some interesting stuff all across North America. If you, you study the mound people and the whole ancient history of like the people that were here before, um, it, you know, the Native Americans and some of their, the things that they built and, and did, it's just, it's just weird. And, uh, and then you get into the g giants and, 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 uh, Nephilim. <laughs> Nephilim. Yeah. All that. That's great. Um, I would love to, uh, <laughs> I would love to interview Graham and, and, and talk to him sometime. That would be a, that would be a hoot, man. So well, when, next time I see him, I'll, I'll put in a good word for you, Jamery. All right. I'll put in a good word. That, Nick, um, you take care, guys. And uh, Jeremy, send I'll... me your email because I don't have it. All I have you is on Twitter in in the DMs, and uh, you're as bad as me in the DMs for, for checking them. So it's alienaddictuk at gmail .com, and I'll send you the trailer for the for the Bob Lazar documentary. Post that in the private chat, please. Okay, mate. I'll then, post yeah, that yeah. in the private chat. I'll yeah. post in the private chat. It's once again, it's the the alien scientist, all one word at gmail.com you want me to put that in the chat yeah you can put that in the chat if you can and uh hey, no problem and in the description below this video for anyone not catching it live absolutely just don't just don't send in balloons you don't want to see balloons no um, <laughs> send me happy birthday balloons and that's fine. Um, number one. Yeah, number one. Balloon. That was the one that uh, Chris Mellon showed at the uh, TTSA opening thing. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, those, brother. My spaceship. Um, when do I get my spaceship? I want to go <laughs> to the stars. Yeah, come on. When are you going to make your flying car? Come on. Let's, let's, let's see um, Put the guitar down. <laughs> no. Never mind. Just, just yeah, it's, yeah. Just I've got it ready for you, Jeremy. There you go. Boom. Have that. Bigelow. That's awesome, dude. Oh, that's great. Would you get the stream deck? I've got it in. The, I, I I've done it in many, many many different positions. There you go. There. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Invest. <laughs> yes, please. Are people yeah. still doing that? I don't think they are. I I I don't know. I hope not. Uh, we have an investor though. We have some guy that wants to fund our experiment. So we've, we've been doing uh, pretty good on. You know, yeah, because trying. you actually show what you're doing. Yeah, we're trying to show. We 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 made real videos of, on the science. On like Tom, you know, we're showing that you know, hey, look, this is what you're paying for, and this is what you're getting, and this is what we're doing with it. You know, and this is how much it costs. And here are the all the receipts from all the stuff I had to buy to build this crap, <laughs> you know. Well, boys, um, we have literally nearly, we're nearly in the three three hour mark, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say good night, God bless. Mind yeah. the bugs, don't bite. Check out the links in the description below. I didn't know Jeremy was gonna come on. That's the alien. If you just type in the alien scientist on YouTube, we will find him. Nick is in the description below. Jeremy will be in the description below, literally about 
probably five minutes after this video. But Jeremy, I hope you can be on more often. Um, I'd love yeah. to get you on. I, I think you're a great guy. Um, I'm gonna check out Nick's channel too, and and uh, right now something special. Nick, <laughs> Nick, Nick is special. Don't you do this all the time? Nick. It pisses me off. We're all special. Nick, Nick has a lot to give, but he's just like getting his boundaries with this thing, and he wants to do more with it. So go support him. Go check out the channel. We're all in this together. We're all just wondering. Good night. God bless. Yeah, the more you learn, the more you learn, the more you realize you the you don't really know is exactly, mate. Mm, yeah, exactly. Good night, people. Alien addict, check out the links in the description. Bye bye. The Pentagon has spent decades studying these otherworldly remains in order to build more technologically advanced weapons systems. Okay, that's what the former intel officer revealed, and it was clear he was telling the truth. In other words, UFOs are actually real, and apparently so is extraterrestrial life. Now we know. Uh, the UAP task force was refused access to um, a broad crash retrieval program. When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft if you will, non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science aims to communicate historic events and forward-thinking ideas through motion picture and include you on ongoing scientific discovery and build an exotic craft with an energy source that can revolutionize the world. If anyone would know about aliens on Earth, it would probably be me. Longest show of your life, people, but you know, we've all got two pink nipples. Good night, God bless. I love you. <laughs>